Hey everyone, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring, and that was Alone in the Chaos with your intro music. Today's date is November 5th, 2014. With me are my co-hosts, Blake Corey. Hi. And Jay Totoro. I was expecting the voice, hello. Uh, and I'm super excited. You might know why. Blake, I know you for sure know why. Oh, Major's Mask on 3DS? What? Jay, how was your week? It was good. I really don't care because guess what? What? Gog, the savior of all classic gamers, has done something that I didn't think would happen for a very long time. They've released some games, some very specific games and some very special games that have not been available for modern computers. They haven't been available in, in any uh, digital, digitally purchasable format. Those games are Star Wars X-Wing and Star Wars TIE Fighter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw and that. holy yeah, I shit. That. Yeah, I thought I was gonna lose my shit when I saw this announcement. Um The TIE Fighter game or Star Wars TIE Fighter is I've said on the cast a couple times, is my second favorite game of all time. Uh and it came out in ninety four. And uh once again, since then that was if if you played it then, that was your only chance to have played it because it, it hasn't been available uh, in any modern format on PCs or or it was never on consoles or in any modern format. And uh, GOG announced about uh, a week and a half ago, I guess, two weeks ago, that they had this deal with, with uh, Disney Interactive. Of course, they own the LucasArts properties now. And um, part of – and so they released a few games – as part of that deal, and they have more to come, the games that they have now on GOG are... Where are my notes? Uh, Star Wars TIE Fighter, Star Wars X-Wing. Both of those are the special editions. Sam and Max Hit the Road, The Secret of Monkey Island, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And of those, as I said, Star Wars X-Wing, Star Wars TIE Fighter had been in any uh, modern format. Neither had Sam and Max Hit the Road, which is an awesome and very funny point-and-click adventure game. This was... I seriously didn't know what I was going to do when I read this. If you yeah, tell, I saw it on Facebook, which was pretty legit. Like, I was really surprised I saw it, and I, I was waiting for you to say something and chat about it. <laughs> I think I did. Oh, did you? Probably. Maybe I just ignored it. It is I, you. Have you probably ignored it because I th- I even told my wife about it and she could not give less of a fuck. <laughs> I was like, I know you don't care, but I just have to tell you this. And she was like, Oh. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. I think well, I'm lagging. I think that's why it's like awkward. What's really no? It's awkward because it's me that's hosting oh. the podcast. Okay. Um, so um. What's this? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So it's six games that they have. Again, those three are the first time they're available on any modern, for, you know, for, for modern computers. Also, they're going to be, they're going to have 20, or it says 20 plus total as part of this deal. Um, and from their wording, it basically, they, they, they've basically said that there will be more games that are not currently available, like, uh, you know, on Steam or, or in any other format that'll run on modern PCs. So what that basically means is um probably Grim Fandango, because that's already been confirmed for PCs 
I think Steam is, I think it may be specifically con- confirmed for Steam, but I couldn't imagine it not coming out here after this deal. Hopefully, uh, any LucasArts fan is probably hoping for the same thing that I am, which is uh, Day of the Tentacle, which is one of the best point-and-click adventure games that they ever made. And uh, personally, I'm hoping for the third and fourth entries of the Monkey Island series. If any of those come out, I'm going to... Like, I, I haven't even left my office in two weeks since... Like, I haven't turned on lights. Like, the, you guys are the first people I've spoken to, the first human contact I've made since this announcement was made. Feel special now. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. We appreciate it. I'm a little scared, though. Well, it's always... So I'm fucking excited. Uh, no, all, all of the games that they released are awesome. Um, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. We we've talked about that before. It's it was very good when it came out. It's not as fucking amazing anymore, but it's still a really good game. Um, Secret of Monkey Island is my favorite game. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis is an awesome point and click. And again, Saban Max at the Road. That was actually one that I was recently, that I've like over the past year, like really been wanting to revisit and play because I never actually beat that game when I was younger. I played through, I think I got through like 90% of the game and got stuck really hard toward the end. Uh, I really wanted, uh, some way to go back and play that again. So I was, I was like almost, I was seriously almost as excited about that one as I was about TIE Fighter and X-Wing, which I absolutely loved when I was younger. So this is the uh this is the best news I could have possibly ever heard in my life and I got to hear it. How do you guys feel about it? No, 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 wait, wait. What about your daughter? Uh well, like I knew <laughs> that was coming. This was like a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but what, you didn't know she was coming the first when it was well. No, that's happening. true. I was I was pretty excited about that too. Robert has confidence in himself. He knew. <laughs> Robert he knew fertile, that that night machine. some magic had happened. <laughs> when he turned the lights off that night, he was like, "Baby, this is the one." Okay. All right. This this <laughs> this is the next best announcement I've heard. <clears throat> that is that good? Sure. Okay. Sure. Is that acceptable? Is, there is this, like, news, just, like, without the announcement of this being news, by the way? Huh? What? Never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so if there's nothing else that, like, uh, as a matter of propriety, I need to place ahead of this. Do I, this can be number uh-huh. two. This can be the number two announcement? Sure. Okay, this is the number two best news I've ever heard, then. Other news... Or do you have yeah. an opinion? Do you, do you guys have an opinion on that? Blake, what's your opinion on this? I don't, I don't have any opinion there. <laughs> Blake streamed for the last 29 hours. He's not <laughs> not exact. Um, hey, you know what? No, no, no. You know what's funny, Blake? Over the over the uh, course of this podcast, I'm gonna slowly increase it. Next time it's gonna be 30 hours. All right. Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Blake streaming, uh oh. Um. Okay. Blake single-handedly has. Cause Twitch to iterate a dress code in the rules of conduct. Oh, I saw that, Blake. Great job, buddy. I know. I got noticed. How about that? Those are your massive nipples, dude. People this like, literally oh, happened Twitch. a week after Blake took his shirt off on stream. That's so funny. I, I never even thought about that, dude. Wearing no clothing or sexually suggestive clothing, including lingerie, swimsuits, pasties, and undergarments, 
will most likely get you reported by the community, as well as any fully nude torsos, which applies to both male and female broadcasters. Boo. This is what happens when Amazon buys fucking Twitch, man. No more porn. There goes your income, Blake. There goes your income, Blake. My whole plan, man. It says, you may have a great six-pack, but that's better shared on the beach during a two-on-two volleyball game. Do what now? That's what they said. So sorry. Why did they specify two on two? That is that. I have no idea. Some kind of an innuendo. What are they getting at there? I think so. Might well, in the United States, you can't do a three three on three legally. It can only be two, <laughs> two or less. Otherwise, it's considered an orgy. If you have five or more people involved. <laughs> well, in some you states, if there fucking, are like you need to read terms and conditions, dude. In a pile, uh, just like hanging out, and they've got their shoes off. That's considered an orgy. Damn, dude! I need to get yeah, more of these people orgies. without yeah. shoes on. Yeah, it's like four people. It might be six. I think it's Oklahoma. Damn. Yeah. That's so random. I love Wild state. Never so, hopefully you saw it while you had the chance. If not, you lost your chance. Oh, there's still bods of Blake's nipples. For now. Are, yeah, for now. Yeah, I know. They're probably going to be censored. <laughs> gonna, it's going to be copyrighted they content. They censored the audio Blake's and the nipples old, are uh, copyrighted, copyrighted content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These nipples are copyright Pornhub 2014. Dude. The, what, the 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 like auto copyright uh software that they run that was catching like all the Dota stream stuff, it's gonna end up catching Blake's nipples. How about Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition? Oh yeah, I saw that one. I'm a big fan of that Steam. game. Yeah, it finally came out. It's on yep. Steam, GOG, mm-hmm. and oh, okay. Beam Dog. You ever heard of Beam Dog, dude? Did you just like, insult me? I'm not sure what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> It, they they have it on PC, Mac, Android, Linux, and iOS coming soon. Fucking iOS. So check it out if you're an Icewind Dale, if you like the old kind of CRPGs. I think I'm going to check this out eventually, but I've got too many games to play in the meantime. It, Plus, it's a really good. It's very you you'll, you'll you would play through it a couple times. It's a really good game though. I think that one's more combat oriented than Baldur's Gate, isn't it? Uh, I believe yeah. so. It's okay. very strategic, oddly enough. Like. A lot of planning goes into the fighting. It's like tactics, more of like the planning before the fight than the actual fight comes into play. Yeah. Good game, though. A guy named Jason Scott figured out uh, a very quick and easy way to port classic arcade games into browser-playable games. Interesting. And as Yeah, and as a result of his efforts, the Internet Archive... Now has 903 arcade games playable in the browser on their website. And, and now people did even less work at work. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, you can find them at archive.org slash details slash internet arcade. And it's just got a big, it's not really, I mean, they're in alphabetical order. It's just got like columns and columns and rows of, uh, like logos for classic arcade games. You just click on it. And then it takes you to a screen with some info about the game, and then it's got like a button up in the corner to launch it in your browser. Uh, if you do play any of these, a few things you need to know. Uh, the number five on your keyboard is the button to put a coin in the machine. And then one and two is like one or two players. And the arrows are the, are the joystick, and the, typically the buttons close to the space bar, like alt, and control are the actual like arcade game buttons. 
But you got to know that you got to press five to get the game to start on most of these. And when you when you launch one, it acts like, which makes perfect sense. It, it's it's as if you were booting up the actual arcade machine for the first time. So sometimes you get like weird, crazy ass looking text that just is what you see when uh, these arcade games would launch. And like I thought it had crashed immediately the first time I launched one, but then you just like push a few buttons and it'll go into the game. But all of all of the ones I've tried so far have actually run very surprisingly well. So why don't you go check those out? Because yeah. I'm busy. There you have it. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. That's why Blake's not going to do it. <laughs> Suck it, Internet Arcade. Take that, nerds. Um, I was looking at these, and there was a uh, game called Crazy Kong. Here's a little bit of uh, of arcade history lesson for you. You ready? So everybody's familiar with Donkey Kong, and probably, I, I'm guessing Blake is and Jay is not familiar with the story behind the name Donkey Kong. Which is, it was a mistranslation from Monkey Kong. Duh. And I don't know if I've ever heard that. Wow. You I are did, so I... backwards, Robert. Well, <laughs> I knew that because of Bathroom Reader, you dick. That's the only if reason I did, I, I completely forgotten about it. So they were, they, they were naming it Monkey Kong for the US version, but they accidentally screwed it up and called it Donkey Kong. That's why it's called that. Now this game that I saw was Crazy Kong, and Crazy Kong was the actual Japanese version of the game. The skin is a slightly different, like Donkey Kong himself, or whatever his name is, looks a little bit different, and like, you can tell that overall, like, everything looks mostly the same, but it's just a little bit different, uh, although the mechanics are perfectly the same. And it's got a little description. Uh, Crazy Kong is an arcade game created by Falcon, released in 1981, and is similar to Nintendo's Donkey Kong. Although commonly mistaken as a bootleg version, the game is officially licensed for nine US markets and is based on different hardware. The game retains all of the gameplay elements of Donkey Kong, but has all of the graphics redrawn and recolorized. Crazy Kong is also known as Kongorilla, Crazy Kong Part 2, and my favorite one, probably the best game you could ever give a video game, Monkey Donkey. Monkey Donkey. That's my, <laughs> my fucking first kid's middle name is going to be Monkey. Monkey Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> So you can you can play Monkey Donkey now, if you want I'm to. I'm down. <laughs> and finally, Blake, have I got some Uh-oh. news for you? What happened? In 2015, on 3DS, we are gonna have Majora's Kill Mask me. 3D. Yay! Did that get announced today or something? Yeah. That's that breaking, explains why I didn't hear about it. All right. Breaking news, hot off. Fucking blaking news? So what you said, blaking news? I like that. I hope so. I get it. I get it. Because you're trying to piss off Blake. I get it. Uh, Jay. Hi, how are you? Your thoughts on Majora's Mask 3D? I'm stoked, man. It makes me want to buy a 3DS. Well, I want to buy Monkey Donkey. Dude, I want to play with Monkey Donkey. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I'm down. Uh, why don't we talk about some games? Mm, sure. Wait, wait, actually, let's step back a second, because I uh, blew past both of you guys, because I had to talk about uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Uh-huh. Any cool news? Anything? How have your your weeks been awesome, crazy? Anything sweet you got to tell about before we get on with the podcast proper? Blake, you want to go ahead? I think so. Um, yeah, Blake, Blake, what you been doing? Yeah, Blake, how you doing, uh, buddy? I played a lot of Binding of Isaac Rebirth yesterday. 
You uh, your stream, you stream for twenty hours. Yeah, I I actually got hosted by Lethal Frag. Oh, that's uh, cool. For eight thousand viewers for a while, so that was nice. Fun. This was this this was part of the uh the charity event, right? No, no, this nope. was just for me having fun because Rebirth came out. The charity events wrapped up now. Dude, how sick is hosting, by the way? That is, like, one of my favorite additions to Twitch TV. It's a really good addition. It was rocky when they first put it in because there weren't enough features for it. But now that they've started adding some more stuff for it, uh, it's really I just love the way it works, man. It's it's fantastic. Like, Twitch is really business-oriented. It's great. I thought it was crazy when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out and I played it for eight hours straight. Back in the day, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't as many as 20 hours, though. You, you, is, you are good at math, man. Are you sure you should eight. be involved? <laughs> Some sort of scholar? Like, I took a break. It was in college. I took a break to go to run downstairs and eat dinner, and then I ran back up. And, like, that was the only break I had, and I just thought it was, like, I was like, I could never do that again. Were you single at the time? Just out of curiosity? No. Wow. All right, never mind. Imagine well, dude, that. When, when Wad comes out next week, I'll be disappearing for 20 hours a day. You poor, poor bastard. So anyway, the the stream went well. Twenty hour stream. Yeah, it was fun. Had a really good time. Uh, I kept your shirt on. I hope. Uh, for the most part, yeah. (laughs) He had a a paper Um, mache shirt on. I actually got two world firsts, as far as anybody knows. Yeah, I beat the new super boss in the game first on normal, and then I was the first to beat uh, the new super boss on hard mode as well. That's awesome, dude! Congratulations. That's a good feeling. Keeping it real. Yeah. Did you get a lot of uh, messages from ladies? Uh, yeah, like my inbox is just full of them right now. Dude, it's crazy. I knew it. That's what happens when you're good at video games. That's how it works. And you're shirtless. You gotta remember. Well, I mean, shirtless and good only at video for games. so long. Only for so long. You're not making it fair for the rest of us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Don't take my girlfriend. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Too late. Oh, Blake. You never stood a chance. Sorry, Jay. You gonna be able to handle what, the rest? What did we say the pattern of his chest hair looked like? A t-shirt? Was that what it was? Uh, uh a bar, a bra, wasn't it? Sports oh, bra? yeah. It was a yeah. bikini. Oh, yeah. Bikini, bikini. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. that oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I have like eight chest hairs. I've had the same eight yeah. chest hairs since I was like 20 years old. I assumed you were really hairy, actually. I don't know why. Oh, I'm not at all. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. <laughs> you say that with like such, I don't know, sadness. So what games did y'all play this time? Uh, Jay, let's start with you. Why do I have to go first? I'll go first if you want me to. Yeah, actually, you know what? You should go first. I don't mind going first, but you never go first. You always put it on me and Blake. Take a right, last guess what game I've been playing. Oh, God. Monkey <sighs> Donkey. Uh, TIE Fighter. Close. X-Wing. X-Wing, okay. Yeah. TIE so Fighter. Everybody else I know is playing TIE Fighter. Yeah, everybody else that I like heard and saw and read about was also playing TIE Fighter. I, uh, TIE Fighter is the better game of the two. I wanted to play X-Wing first, though, because that one came out first. And so I kinda, can you, what is so good about these games? Well, that's what you're about to find out. Well, I want to know, like, now. All right, well, here we go. All right, let's do it. I guess it's a good thing I'm going first, then. What is a good thing? <laughs> uh, so, X-Wing is a uh-huh. uh, space combat sim. You may or may not know. Uh, by the way, I did buy a uh, joystick just for these games. No shit, wow. Yeah. You're freaking weird. Uh... <laughs> So X-Wing came out in 1993, TIE Fighter came out in 1994. Uh, again, as I said, TIE Fighter is better, but X-Wing is a freaking awesome game. 
especially back in the day, it, it was like completely blow your mind. The best game you could have ever possibly hoped to play back in. 19- what system was this for? It was. It's a PC. They're PC. Okay. Okay. Um. So it's a. Uh, as I said, it's a space combat sim. You really have to have a joystick to get the experience of playing the game, and it's just you're an X-wing pilot in the Rebel Alliance, and you go on missions. There are like several different tours of duty that uh that that you can go on, and I think there's something like ten or so, maybe a little bit more than ten uh, missions on each one, and you just go on the missions. And the the thing that's so awesome about uh, the LucasArts, these uh, space combat sims, the Star Wars ones, particularly X-Wing and TIE Fighter, is all of the detail that there is in flying and and in combat and in completing the mission and kind of the variety of missions. So this is similar to Wing Commander, which came out a few years before, which it's, you're not just, they don't just throw you out there and it's not just like kill all the bad, all the bad guys. There, it's, it's like you're on a mission, here you go, there might be bad guys, and if there are, then you gotta fight them off and do whatever it takes to, to, to actually complete the mission. It's never just, we'll make sure all the bad guys are dead. Um, X-Wing took this format and just, it helps a lot that it's in the Star Wars universe, but they, they, they went a long way to just pr- provide a ton of detail in the game to make it more sim-like. So when you're playing this, like, it feels like you're in a fucking X-Wing fighting bad guys. Hmm. Uh, you can adjust like the firing pattern of your lasers. So you can, so you have, you know, in an X-Wing, obviously it's got the four wings. The lasers are on those. And when you shoot, when you like hold down the trigger and shoot, that it, that it like cycles through each wing and it'll shoot like one from the, you know, top right and then it goes through each one. You can, for instance, one of the things you can do is cycle the pattern on that to where it might shoot two at a time crossways as opposed to just one at a time and the and the fire rate is a little bit slower then or you can set it to fire all four at a time where it, it'll do more damage because you're hitting uh potentially four shots at once but then it slows it down even more is it like turn-based or is this all like no 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 it's a okay. it's a simulator you're just making time. sure okay it just seems like there's a lot going on to be real time there's a lot going on yeah okay. it's it's just like like a flight simulator basically okay but, it's, but with guns. It's yeah. <laughs> in space. Um, there are your, so your, your ships, all, all the ships have like a few different weapons. Uh, the X-Wings just have, and I think the A-Wings also just have lasers and, and missiles, but like the Y-Wings also have, uh, ion cannons. Okay. And the B-Wings, uh, I believe you can, you, I, I did, I didn't get far enough to pilot a B-Wing on this one, but I believe like they have extra bombs that the other, uh, ships don't have. I don't know uh, what the B-Wing looked like. Which one was that? Was B-wing? that the one with the, the fin on the top? It looks like a T. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I was picturing. Okay. Yeah. So I remember uh, the Y-Wing. Okay. While you're flying, you also, like, can adjust your shields. So you have your shields, and they, you know, regenerate once you, like, if you get hit. But they regenerate really slowly, so you really have to be careful with them. And you can, like, switch whether you're putting all your shields forward or all of them back behind you, like if you're running away from somebody, for instance. Or you can just set them to where they're kind of, like, split evenly in front of you and behind you. Uh, you can switch your energy from your shields to your engine or from your engine to your shields or from your lasers to one or the other. You have your, your three, like, uh, things that you can adjust are your, uh, your, uh, engine energy, your laser energy, and your shield energy. And you can raise them up or down to devote more of the energy, more power to one thing or another. So, like, there's this one mission where, uh, there are, 
three X-Wings on your team, and what's happened is the R2 units on those X-Wings have gone rogue. Or basically, the Empire hacked them, so that they would... Uh, the, the R2 units have, are t- have taken over the X-Wings, and they're all flying them to this big Star Destroyer that's, like, really, really far away. And your mission is you have to get out there. You're in a uh, Y-Wing on this one. You have to disable the ship uh, without not killing them, but you have to disable the ships so so that they don't fly to the Star Destroyer. And then once they're disabled, some other ships come in and they dock with them and basically rescue the people that are on them and take them to a big frigate of your own. And you have to like protect them while they do all this process and before the frigate. And then finally your ship jumps to hyperspace and you just have to protect them this whole time. So there's this one X-Wing on this mission one of the ones that's kind of gone rogue that you have to catch up to before it gets to the Star Destroyer. The first two are fairly easy to catch. The second, the, the, the third one is way off in the distance and it's a little bit faster than you are. So you have to dump all of the energy out of your lasers and your shields so you can go like super fast just so you can catch up to it before it gets to the Star Destroyer. Then you gotta get up to it. Then crank your laser energy up so, uh, your ion can, so you can, so your ion cannons will recharge. And those are what disable ships as opposed to damage them. So then you, so then you take out its systems with your ion cannon. Then you got to crank your shields back up because then other ships are going to be coming after you trying to kill you and trying to kill the X-Wing that you're trying to save. So you got to fight them off while, uh, a shuttle comes in and eventually docks with the X-Wing, saves the guy that's on it and takes him back to like your, your home ship, which is, which is a, I said frigate earlier, but it's a Mon Calamari cruiser. And you just got to protect them throughout all that. So you're always having to pay attention to whether you're taking power out of your lasers and shields or putting it back in so they'll recharge faster. Um, you have system damage. So like when you get hit by uh, a TIE fighter or any any enemy fighter, it might take out like your targeting system or it might take out your lasers or it might take <laughs> out your shield system. And sometimes it'll be permanently damaged and you can't get them back throughout the rest of the mission. And you just have to try to do, try to do the best you can without that. Uh, other times it just damages it just damages it temporarily, and like after a few minutes your R2 unit will be able to repair them. Uh, it's even got S. You can even open and close your S foils, which all that means is on the X wings. You may remember this from the movie, but when they're not in combat, the wings close down yeah. into each other, and you can just push a button to to open or close the wings, That's even funny. though even though you can't see it, and all it does is make you not be able to shoot. It still allows you to do that. And then like, you don't fly faster or something. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think you do. Uh, and then also like when you're done with each mission, it's not just like, all right, mission's over, you're done. You have to actually make the jump to hyperspace back home. So like while your ship's preparing to jump for hyperspace and getting pointed the right direction and everything, you can still like get killed while you do that. So you have to make sure you're actually in like a safe position in a safe spot and like far enough away from enemy fighters before you can actually do that. Um, there's a lot of mission variety, you know, there's ones like I just talked about, there's some where you just have to escort, uh, freighters, there's other where, there's others where you have to capture certain ships, uh, when you target a ship, it'll show up on your screen, and if you get really close to it, then you can identify it, you you identify, like, what the name of the ship is, and, and what it has on board, and there are some, there's one mission where, like, there's all these freighters, and you, and, and some of them have prisoners on them, and you have to identify, like, Go up real close to them and identify them each. Find the ones that have prisoners. Uh, disable those so that, uh, like, a, some, some shuttles will come in and save the prisoners. And then you destroy the rest of them that, that don't have prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, uh, it's just it's I it's really cool the variety and the types of missions they give you because because again it's always this is what's going on in this battle and this is what you have to try to achieve as opposed to once again it's never just go out and kill everybody. Um, the graphics are really really good for a game that came out in 1993. Um, like every like you know obviously. They're, they're not like fucking amazing now, but everything just looks really good. It's fully rendered in 3D, so it's not like you see just only certain angles of the ships. Like, you, you see them depending on how they turn and twist. They're all, like, they're rendered really, really well. Um, the sound, they take all the Star Wars sounds and fit them into the game perfectly. What's also, what I notice is really cool, two, my, two of, my two favorite things about like the graphics and, and the whole graphic engine is the and, and this is really kind of more I guess I guess the the game engine the enemy ships when you're shooting at them like if you're chasing down a Tie Fighter for instance they don't just like fly side to side and bank they actually like twist and turn and rotate and and kind of like go up and down to try to like get you off of them to try to, like shake you as opposed to just like just zooming off to the side or something they look like the way that the TIE fighters move when you're chasing one, it looks like the way they move in the movies. Hmm. Like you would, you would think if like, again, the, if the visual, if the visual fidelity was the same, you would think you would, you were watching a movie. If you just happened to see like the way that they were moving, like they move 100% naturally. What's also really cool is the hit boxes are really pretty much confined just to the actual ships themselves. Uh, so there were so many times where I was shooting and it was going like in between the TIE fighters wings that were just like, just right outside. And I wasn't hitting them because it wasn't actually hitting the wings. It was like going just right past them. But the way they're shaped kind of makes that hard, you know, sometimes. So, uh, like that was something that I don't, that I didn't really remember from the first one, but it really super impressed me. And, um, really aside from that, the only other thing I have is that the the music is awesome. They That's what I was just going to ask. They of course they use Star Wars music, but okay. it is the actual Star Wars music. It's not like a, a MIDI version or some sort of like crappy computer sounding version. Mm-hmm. It is the music and they also chose like the best music, like the perfect uh the perfect parts of the of the scores from the movies to uh to put in the combat. So like it really it really works so well uh to make the combat more fun cuz they picked like the best parts of the music that they actually that they possibly could have. That sounds really cool actually. It is so much fun. I've played it for I haven't had a ton of time since it came out to play but I've probably squeezed about 10 hours into it so far. Oh shit, okay. Um oh one thing I will say is that the difficulty can be can be very punishing. Um, so, first of all, it's not always clear when you failed a mission. It'll tell you when your mission is complete, and then you'll know that you can jump to hyperspace and, and make it home and then go on to the next mission. If something happens, though, to where your mission has failed and you can't, and you can't complete the mission, it doesn't actually tell you that. It'll say, like, this sh- shuttle or whatever got destroyed, and it'll keep giving you that message, but, uh... It's it's never like there were some cases where I was like okay well can I still pass the mission if one of the shuttles gets destroyed and it wasn't entirely clear so I would keep playing for a while and then notice that like nothing really was happening and then find out that I couldn't actually complete. maybe that's your fault though it's probably my fault but here's <laughs> the thing 
if so, if you get killed in combat, so if you if you get shot shot down, mm-hmm. uh, three things can happen. <laughs> three things can happen. One, you die. Two, you uh, eject, and you get uh, picked up by one of the by one of the by one of your guys, mm-hmm. or you eject and you get picked up by the bad guys. If you get picked, if you eject and you get picked up by the bad guys, and that's the same as if you died. Makes and sense. if you die, you completely lose that character and all of his progress. No shit. And you cannot get it back. So, I, this happened to be four or five times so far. And one of the guys, I lost a good six hours of progress. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. God, that reminds me of, like, grinding in some of the old RPGs, fighting a bunch of those super tough enemies to level up and stuff, and then running into one that just shits on your party all of a sudden. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah, losing all that time because you haven't saved in forever. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, so there's nothing you can do about it when you die. It just... And it even still shows your... So... shows your guys... There's no, uh... There's no, like randomly generated stuff is there it's not like no. it, there's a strict storyline yep series of missions okay yep that's that's how it is all right i was just wondering how roguelike it was no it's it's not so it's only got the permadeath that's interesting. yeah yeah it's only got the permadeath and, and when you when you turn on the game the first thing it says is like you have to log or it says you have to register and huh. you, that just means you type your name in and every time you register, like once you once your guys have gotten killed or captured or whatever, it keeps a list of all of your guys on there. Nice. Kind of like just to taunt you, basically. So like, it, if you try to pick one, it'll say like it'll show that guy's status and it'll say like killed in combat or captured or whatever. And you can't pick any of them. It's just kind of there to like just to show you that those were your your old guys that you had on there. But yeah, so if you lose a guy, then you have to start off entirely over. If you're six missions in. On a tour, you just start from scratch back to mission one. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. So it doesn't keep your mission progress? No, not not if you die or get captured. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Because I was wondering if it was like just permadeath for that character, but then like the storyline went on with somebody else. Oh right, I don't know. It, it it's like it starts over on the storyline basically. Okay. Huh. It kind of it kind of the con- the continuity is a little bit broken there because it's sort because again it shows all your guys on the registration screen and it's shown that these are past guys that had you know fought yeah. or whatever but then when you go back in with your new guy then then your missions they start all over anyway so um oh and another th- cool thing is when you when you're in combat uh some ships come in uh particularly like uh like tie bombers and tie interceptors they come in way, way far away. So, like, they might jump into hyperspace or jump in from hyperspace and be, like, 40 kilometers out. And your computer will tell you uh, two new uh, TIE fighters have entered and they're 40 kilometers away. And that takes them a good 10 minutes to get up to where you are. Uh, but it's a really cool detail, I thought, because they're so far away and you know they're coming, but you don't. it's nothing that you can do anything about yet or worry about. You kind of keep doing what you're doing and you just sort of got to keep tabs on how close they're getting before you got to start worrying about them. I just thought that was kind of a cool touch. So now I know what all the hype's about. It sounds like a cool game. It is an amazing game. And like I said, as good as this game is, TIE Fighter is unequivocally better. So I'm super excited to uh, to move Are on. Are you going to gonna talk about that next week? Probably, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think probably. It's his podcast, guys. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. I'm sorry.
You can't, you won't, and you don't stop. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to stop right there. Okay, finally. Because, yeah, this is That good. was actually short for Robert. It probably Are you was. kidding me? I that don't was know. really short for Robert. How long? What's I don't that? Know. How long he didn't pull a Robert ring. Like, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how long? Uh, we're 53 minutes into the call. We probably started at like 10 minutes after we started. About that, yeah. Yeah, so that wasn't like my 45 long minute uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 rant. Oh, God. Jesus. Or the Kingdom Hearts rant. The Kingdom, the Kingdom Hearts rant. Like, I want to Kingdom make Hearts rant count. was fun because, like, your emotions were all over the place. You were like, this part was cool, but I hated this part. And this part was really funny and interesting. And holy crap. Goofy, 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 goofy. goofy. <laughs> Dude, I seriously want to make that rant my ringtone. Like, how funny would it be if I could just get, like, fragments of that rant as my ringtone? People are like, is your pocket arguing with itself? <laughs> Is your phone pissed uh, that you just got a call? Dude, I agree with your pocket. That game sucks. <laughs> so good. Do you think oh love can bloom even on the battlefield? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love you, Robert. That was good. Oh, uh, okay. Who 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 you guys wants to go next? How about how about Jay? Okay, I don't mind. Um, so for this week, um, I played Blaster Master for NES. Do you guys? Oh you guys- shit. Yep. Dude, I was like, I found this game, and I was like, I looked at the cover, and I was like, I know that game. I was like, why do I know the game? And I was like, why do I like really remember enjoying this game and enjoying the music? And then I started playing it, and I'm like, oh, this is why, because this is a great game with amazing music. the music music is killer. Yeah, it's so much fun. So, basically, uh, Blaster Master is an RPG, kind of like a platformer, but it has like some special attributes to it. So, you start in like a vehicle... And the vehicle it's can not shoot. Really, an RPG? What? Well, like I don't. What, what defines an RPG? Like I guess like this is not an RPG. <laughs> okay, no. well I guess this a... is an action platformer. I okay. spilled water all over myself just now. Good job. <laughs> Thanks for letting everybody on the podcast know. So <laughs> anyway, so it's an action platformer. Thank you, Blake. And uh, basically, uh, how it works is you you have two different modes of combat. You are in a vehicle that can shoot. Yeah, uh, turn-based base. combat because it's an RPG. Do we want to remove Robert from call? <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, so uh, you, the, when you're in the vehicle, it can shoot uh, vertically or, or it can short, shoot horizontally. And um, essentially, like, that's your, your ba- Can you guys hear that in the background? No. Okay, just to make sure. My girlfriend just turned on a fan. I just want to make sure it wasn't super loud. Anyways, so, uh, so that's like the, the starter. So you basically move around. You're like, each world is is pretty massive, and there's there's two modes of transportation. So you can either sit in the vehicle and you can move around, and there's like underwater aspects, and there's like a lot of jumping, and there's obviously a lot of bad guys that that drop different items. But the other the other mode of of the game is you actually get out of the vehicle and you are a dude walking around. And primarily when you use the dude, you're you're trying to get through these doorways that only he can go through. The, the vehicle can't go through it. And when you go through the doorways, the game completely changes. It turns into like this overhead view and you're obviously a lot bigger because it's like an overhead view. And, and, and then you're kind of like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. it is, that's, that's not, cons- that, that's where like kind of the RPG aspect came in my mind is like, that's not really a platformer anymore, right? No, but it's still very much an action game, I would okay. say. Okay, so basically, when you go through the doorways, um, it switches to an overhead view, and you you still have a gun, um, similar to the to the ship, and there's uh, basically different. Uh, the, all the the doors you go through have different uh, levels to them. So there's like um, certain ones with spikes, and if you walk over the spikes, you take damage. There's different mobs in the overhead view areas than there are in the rest of the world. 
And then, um, so far from what I've seen, you only fight bosses when you're in human mode. Is that stay the same, Blake? Um, yeah, I'm okay. 90% sure. So I've sure. killed three bosses so far, and every single time I've been in, in human mode. So basically, as you progress through the game, you, when you, you find these doorways, you like basically drive the car around, clear your way to the doorways, you get out of your vehicle, you go through the doorway, and you, you turn into like the overhead human mode. And then you clear these levels, and then you'll end up fighting a boss a lot of times. Sometimes the doorways just have items. Other ones are just duds, and you basically clear them for no reason. And the, as I've played it more and more, I've realized the more you play it, the further you'll get because you don't waste lives and time clearing the duds. And even the ones with the items really aren't worth it that much because a lot of times you lose a lot of lives, and obviously lives are like the most important aspect of it. So for the most part, what I've done is just gone straight for the ones that, that allow me access to progress and, and beat the levels. And uh, the boss battles are, they're, they're pretty cool. They're, it's very simple mechanics. Like it's kind of like the concept of like something, like the boss has an object spinning around him and you have to move and stay inside the circle to avoid getting hit by it. Or I think the second boss did like a volley and you could actually like shoot the volley um, to avoid getting hit by it. And he also had like, a direct line where he like threw his claw at you and you had to like dodge both of them. So the mechanics are, are pretty repetitive. And as long as you understand how they work, you can avoid them for the most part. Um, but the cool thing is like, as you pick up items, you can swap between there's like homing missiles, you get like a spread shot. So like when you shoot, it kind of just goes all over the place. And what's cool is like when you get upgrades, they differ depending if you're in the vehicle or if you're in um, the human boat. Actually, I don't even think you can get, yeah, you can't even get upgrades for the vehicle. I don't think not that I've seen so far. It's only for the human mode. What kind of RPG is this? Shut up, Robert. <laughs> it's like Kingdom Hearts. You know that really good RPG with Goofy in it? <laughs> you want to play this game? Not anymore. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the the big the coolest thing about this game that I, as soon as I started playing again, like, and you'll you obviously love it, is the freaking music. Like, it is so good. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it, when I hear it, I don't know why, but it makes me think of uh, Mega Man actually. And I don't know why if it's like a similar kind of score or if it's just that kind of old school like bit type music or what it reminds me more of like uh like a more electronic uh sounding zelda kind of i can kind of see that yeah i can see that that's a interesting take on it but yeah music's really really great um the combat like when you're in the vehicle it's a little, it can be a little bit frustrating because some of the mobs like jump around on top of you or they just like drive by drop something on you and they'll just like leave you alone then after that point and just kind of deal damage to you but when you're in the human boat it's it's i like the the combat a lot more you have a lot more control and i feel like there's a lot more like i don't want to say skill but there's like a lot more you can do to maneuver and like avoid getting hit by stuff um but i i'm enjoying this game so much like it's it's one of the it, it it's honestly one of the better games that i've played in like six months for like older games like i've really really enjoying it so far nice and I'm trying to, like, the only thing that I really don't like about it is it is frustrating at times. Like, some of the mobs are just complete bullshit, and they just, like, you think you kill them, and then all of a sudden they're just, like, hitting you over and over. Or if you fall in lava, because lava does so much damage. Oh, and my favorite thing I ran into today. Get this. So, I was climbing down a ladder, and I was like, oh, screw this. I'm just going to jump off the ladder, and I'm just going to, like, fall the rest of the way. I died. I died instantly, which was like, I was like, okay, like, I can understand that. Like, you know, if you fall from the top, it's a pretty good fall. So the second time, I climbed down like 90% of the ladder, and I was like, oh, okay, I can just jump off the rest. I'm sure I won't take any damage. <laughs> Instant death. Instant death. Like, One shot. It was like, like three rungs up. It was like high, half the height of, yeah, it was about three rungs up. It was literally half the height of my character, and I died. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> nice. And, uh, but lava is the other thing that's really frustrating because it hits you for like a third of your health each time. 
And if you get hit very, and if something's on you, like a mob was on me in the lava, when you try and jump, he knocks you back down. He's like holding your head under, like, no, you're gonna fucking die here. Like, <laughs> down. Drowning you in the lava. Yeah. I think this brings up a good point about the game in general. It is a hard game. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, it's, it's very punishing, but like, like yeah. I said, the more you play it, the more, the, the more progress you'll make in it, at least from what I've seen so far, just because you know exactly where to go, you have, it, it's very, I don't want to say memorization based, but there are certain aspects of it that if, the more you play, you will get further, just because you will avoid wasting time doing stupid things or things that don't really benefit you in the long run, I guess. Sweet. Yeah, it's a fun game. I, far, I'm sure most people played it. How far did you get? Um, I got, I cleared the third boss and then I died. And then the second time I did a lot more exploring or like the, like after I, cause I, I took me like three or four tri- uh, continues to get to the third boss. Um, cause like I killed the first boss and then I was like exploring. And so I basically cleared the third boss now and I'm just, I just explored the area a lot. And then, um, I died again. So I had to start over and I'm like looking around to see if there's any like really cool items I can get or like permanent buffs. Buster sword. Like the bus, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or like a snake's bandana. <laughs> God. Yeah, another another classic RPG item. <laughs> Robert, I'm gonna type something to you. Metal Gear Solid is the best role playing game of all time, according to Robert. <laughs> my favorite one. Oh my God, I hate you so much, Robert. I know. Blake, what you been up to? Oh, uh, you know, just hanging out. Yeah? Playing games? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played some games. Which one? Uh, so last Friday, actually on Halloween, uh, that's what Friday was. Yeah. Uh, I played Super Godzilla because someone on my Patreon... Uh, oh, I saw that for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, someone on my Patreon... Uh, there, There's a tier on my Patreon where people can uh, support me enough that I'll play one game uh, they're choosing sometime that that's month. That's really cool. And he, his original request was this PS2 game called, uh, it, it's this, I can't remember what it was called, but it's like a submarine battleship simulator. And it's apparently really cool. It sounds really great, but it was too long of a game for me to fit in that month. It's like a 30 hour game. Is that game like, on GOG? I can't finish that. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's only on, uh, only on PS2. Oh, it's a P, okay, so it's not a PC game. Yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah, it was familiar. If you can remember the name, message us. I want to. Yeah, that I can look cool. it up. I'll throw it up in our chat in a minute. Okay. Um, and so instead, he was like, well, all right, since he can't play that one, what about this game called Super Godzilla? It's like maybe three hours long. What is. What is. What are you. And I was like. Jay, what was all that? Right, all right. Oh, sorry. I was scratching my nose. Is that loud? <laughs> it sounded like you were fondling your microphone. I actually oh. don't even know if I hit my microphone. That's weird. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> that wasn't your microphone. Anyway. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Might have been my dick, but go ahead. All right. Um. So I was like, yeah, Super Godzilla. That's a nice short game. That's that sounds like it could be fun. I'll go ahead and pick that up. So I got a new Super Nintendo, and I bought the game off of Amazon. And the thing that sucked is that it turns out the capture card I have doesn't work with my Super Nintendo output for the video. Oh, really? So I just had to play it off of emulator on stream anyway. <laughs> After all that. I was like, motherfucker. What a waste of money. Well, that means, whatever, you know, I, I think like technically it's legal. Well, if, te- yeah, it's if, a if whole you, huge gray area. If you it's less about it being legal and more like I wanted to use my Super Nintendo controller and everything. Yeah, Robert. You well, what I mean is I think that as long as, you own, the law, it. As long you, as you own it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it's still a gray area. 
Right, yeah. Like, that's not a 100% thing. It's all very annoying and shit. Yeah. Um, Don't publicly state that you do it. So the game itself (laughs) is cool. Uh, It was fun. To a degree. What it is, you play as Godzilla, big surprise, and there are monsters attacking Tokyo, big surprise. And it has six different stages. I didn't end up beating the game because one of the stages pissed me off so much that I pretty much rage quit the stream that night. But I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, what you do is you have this, like, before you get into the battle with the giant monsters, you're walking around the city. Uh, you are controlling Godzilla. You have, like, a mini-map. You have two sections of your screen. The top section is showing, like, video of what Godzilla's doing. You can see him walking into a building and wrecking it, destroying it, and all that <laughs> stuff. And then on the bottom half of the screen, you have your mini-map. And... It's a super zoomed out thing. You see your dot. You It's set up in a grid-based system, and you just control which direction he's going to turn. Uh, cardinal directions, north, south, east, west, and you uh, there's like little symbols on the map. And as you start to play the game, you start to understand what they all mean. There's uh, item pickups that you can do. There's uh, uh, like health refills. There's places where you can go to recharge Godzilla by feeding off of radioactive energy, I guess. Uh, and it restores his health. As you smash through buildings, your health goes down. There are tanks all over the place that are shooting at you. Um, and then eventually you find the giant monster of the stage. And what you want to do leading up to him is you want to try and uh, build up enough items and save enough health and everything that you can get through the fight. So what kind of items? Um, mostly just health restorative stuff. Okay. But then there's something else. There's uh, one that makes you invincible, I think. Hmm. Uh, there's one that, uh, ups your fighting spirit, which is a mechanic that I'll get to in a second. Uh, stuff like that, mostly. So, so you so, get into the, go ahead. Sorry, the, the, just the gameplay leading up to before you get to the monsters is just mostly walking around finding stuff. Yeah, it's pretty much a tactical, like, I'm gonna route my way around here. There's also a time limit for each stage, so you wanna try and, like, figure out a good route to take where you're not wasting too much time, uh, while you gather up the stuff that you need to go beat the enemy. Okay. The big boss. So you find the big monster, and uh, that's when the, quote, real game begins, I guess you could say. And what it does, it kind of turns into, like, a fighting game, but a very slower-paced sort of fighting game. And it turns into – it's it's actually still pl- split into a two-screen setup. And the top screen now is a typical 2D fighting game side view of you and the monster walking at each other, trying to punch each other and stuff. And – on the bottom of the screen, it shows you where all of your, like, your stats are. It's where you, how much health you have, uh, what attack you have ready, and all this stuff. And then in between those two, there, it's the big important mechanic of the game, which is the fighting spirit mechanic. And what it is, it's these two energy bars, and they're opposing. You've got your energy bar and the opponent's, uh, the bigger, the big monster's fighting spirit. And you want to try and avoid them and block their attacks when their fighting spirit is really high. And then you want to put attacks onto them when your fighting spirit is high because it lets you do stronger, more damaging attacks. So what you do is you're dancing around. Each monster has their own kind of rhythm of how often their fighting spirit is full and for how long. And then it'll dip back down and everything. And you're walking up to him. You're trying to build up your fighting spirit. And you punch him. And then you have to start backing away. This is where the, the fighting mechanic of it gets very weird. You only go up and you punch him once. And that, like, starts a new sequence 
for Godzilla. As you're backing away on the bottom half of the screen, there's a little box that shows you what special attack you're preparing right then. And every time you back away a certain amount, you load up a new special attack. And it's not necessarily a stronger one. It's just a different one in case, uh, like, the monster you're fighting is very resistant to a specific type of attack. You've got a couple different attacks. You've got the uh, Godzilla beam breath attack. You've got the tail attack. And you've got, like, a headbutt body tackle kind of attack. And uh, each of the monsters, they usually have one attack that you want to try and bust out against them. This And that's where the whole thing gets very awkward and very annoying, and it starts to fall apart a little bit. Uh, because there are some monsters that you want to use a specific attack against, uh, you want to keep backing away until you get that attack to pop up. And you can't control it. It's completely RNG. <laughs> and the strength of the attack, like, there are also tiers. At least, there's at least one different tier for your breath attack. So you've got the tier one breath attack, which does the regular beam, and then there's like a tier two stronger breath attack. And that's the one that you need to use to beat the boss of stage four. Otherwise, you basically do not hurt him whatsoever or even hit him most of the time. And to get that uh, stronger breath attack to pop up, you need to get your fighting spirit really, really close to maxed out before you punch him. And to get your fighting spirit maxed while also blocking the enemy's attacks, not getting hit by his at uh, attacks, uh, and dancing around enough to actually get your meter to build up, it gets really, really, really stupidly frustrating. And that's where the game ended up losing me. After I started to get the hang of the general system of, like, Dance around a little bit, block an attack, walk up, block another attack, punch him in the face, back away, try and get a strong attack that this opponent is weaker against. Uh, I was like, all right, this is kind of fun. I can see how there's a nice, fun, cool rhythm happening here. And then I got to the boss in stage four, and it was so bad that I wanted to throw my controller. Because Whoa. you have to use the stronger beam attack to hit him, ever. If you do the tail attack, he dodges it. If you do the body tackle attack, he dodges it. If you do the regular beam attack, he dodges it. The only way to <laughs> hit him and do any kind of damage is with a strong beam attack. And to do the strong beam attack, you have to get your fighting spirit really, really high up. But the problem with that is it's so difficult to build up fighting spirit against him before he just shits on you and ruins everything you've worked for for like the last five or ten seconds. Because as soon as he hits you, your fighting spirit gets depleted again. And you have to start back from square one. So you have to hit him success successively in order for it to matter? Without him hitting you. No, you can't even hit him successfully. Or successively. That's the thing. You can't, like, go up and punch him and punch him and punch him. As soon as you punch them the one time, the next time you press your attack button, it activates whatever your special attack well, is what I mean is readied. What I mean is you have to do that, which you just said, without getting hit any time yeah. or else it all resets. And the thing is, Holy like... The enemies do their own cinematic special attacks, like your version of the body tackle, etc. And if they do that, it's like an automatic hit, I think, because I was uh, trying to block them, but it looked like it only it looked like it sort of worked sometimes. And then other times it like if he did his cinematic attack where he shot laser beams at me or something, it hit me no matter what and ruined everything I'd worked for. And I couldn't block it, couldn't dodge it, couldn't do anything. And I was like, OK, now I'm done with this game. Uh, overall, the concept was really cool. 
The art was nice. The sound effects are great. If anybody's ever watched or uh, played I Want to Be the Bashi themselves, uh-huh, yeah. they'll recognize a couple – they'll recognize at least one of the enemies from it and uh, the Godzilla sound effect from the game when you get to the title screen is what they use for the giant Godzilla spiders in Bashi. <laughs> it sounds like a kind of cool game besides – It's a great concept flaws. and apparently the last two stages are really, really good. But to get there, you have to go through the shitstorm that is stage four, and I was not going to put up with that. I got to stage four. I would used a one continue on stages two and three, and then at the end of the stages, I got enough points to get those continues back, I guess. So I got to stage four with like four continues, and I burned through every single one of them trying to get through the stage. <laughs> Damn. It was bad i was like no i've spent over two hours almost three hours on this game now i'm gonna go get dinner bye everybody (laughs) it was a cool game i really liked the concept of the battle system but it just didn't quite come together as much as i'd hoped uh the sound in the game was good the audio overall was great i guess well all right not great but it was at least passable um the music was repeated Repetitive, but a lot of the time, like the quality of it was good enough that I just enjoyed it as some background noise while I walked around and smashed up mountains and stuff. Nice. Smashed. So it was an okay game, maybe like a six to seven out of ten if I had to put a number on it. Uh, I, I guess I'd recommend trying it if, especially if you like Godzilla. I like it. It's a pretty fun Godzilla sim, I guess. Is, is, is this one where Godzilla is like a good guy hero monster or is he still a bad guy? Yeah, like, I guess the plot of the game is that the defense agency, whatever it was called, uh, has like a remote control device that they're using to control Godzilla. Okay. And that's how you're able to command him to not run into buildings in the city, to go pick (laughs) up the power ups everywhere. It's because this organization is controlling him. And the time limit in each stage is the, uh, we have this long before the control effect wears off or whatever. That's kind of funny because that's in the Mecha Godzilla movies, um, or at least one or two of them. That was what they did with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. What uh, what are what are, what are the other monsters that you fight against? Um, there's Mecha Godzilla. There is Biolate. Oh, nice. Um. God, who's the, uh, King Ghidorah is the first one. Okay. And then, uh, it's not Mothra that you fight in stage four, but it's a, it's a flying moth-like guy. Really? I cannot remember what he's called. Um, damn it. And then after that one, I'm not sure what else you fight. Yeah, you fight Mechagodzilla in stage two. Sweet. And King Ghidorah in the first one, and then Bailate in three. And then whatever flying guy it is in stage four. Let me double check really quick. Yeah, and then in the last two stages, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, Yokohama. Or wait, is that the, that's the area? Yeah, all right. This thing's being dumb. Uh, Damn it. It's not saying. Let's see. Enemies. Okay, here we go. Fake Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, uh, Bailante. Batra. Batra? Yeah. B-A-T-R-A? B-A-T-T-R-A. Let me see. And then... Uh, oh, the, okay. The next stage, you fight Mecha King Ghidorah. And then the final oh, nice. stage, you fight Bagan. 
<laughs> awesome. <laughs> you gone. That's a good monster right there. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite uh, Godzilla monster? Ah oh, man. Uh, Godzilla. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I got a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Motherfucking Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Jay. Hi. How are you? I always liked the design on Mecha Godzilla. Oh, I don't fucking follow that. I thought that was really cool. What in the game or just in in general? Well, just in general, I just like the look of him, the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, I think, well, the first Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla movie is really funny, and it's a really fun <laughs> movie. There's a dog kind of looking demon monster that, if I remember, no, 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 it's, I think it's God's, I think it's Mechagodzilla shoots like rainbow lasers. <laughs> it's good. You should, you should check it out. Um, try that. yeah, for, uh, surprisingly, the other ones with Mechagodzilla are not that good, but the first one, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, it's a quality, it's quality entertainment. I'm, uh, at this point, I'm very glad that I didn't have to spend too much money on buying the actual physical game. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason I was upset about, I, I was looking around on Amazon and like the first ones I found, they were all listing it as 80 bucks. And I was like, uh, what? Excuse me? No, I don't. I don't want that at all. Uh, and then I managed to find one for like twenty bucks, which nice. is an okay price for it. How um, how were you able to find it that that low? I think just Amazon's price listing is stupid. The way that they show. The oh, original, I was thinking eBay. Like the first ones they show. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right then. Um, and just for the record, uh. What what is what what does someone what is what would one have to do to get Slackaholicus to play a game of their choice on his show? Oh God, uh, it's a two hundred and fifty dollar patron. Okay, so you know where to find him. Twitch.tv/slackaholicus. <laughs> Look for the guy who now will have a shirt on. Or you have to sacrifice <laughs> a virgin, whichever. Two hundred fifty dollars. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's up to you, really. <laughs> or both. If you want two games? Yeah, four kids. Two games. <laughs> All right. Um, those are good games. I like this. Yeah, one. we had good ones this time. I mean, except for Roberts, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a pretty uh, varied week for us. Pretty solid. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. All right, well, let's talk and, about. Uh, for the record, I will be returning to Majora's Mask. That will probably be my next, the next one for me on the podcast. You should mod me in your stream so I can just come in and just do emote the entire time. Well, I'm not going to be streaming that one. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm wrapped up now. in Rebirth. I'm sad now. Sorry. Sad emote. Okay. Cool. Alright. Cool indeed. Let's talk about our top five. This was a hard one. If you do, if you can think of five games oh for PS2 well, that are your favorite easily, I hate you. Top five PS2 I, games. I just want to say that for my list, I have, like, almost every game on there is post 2004. And That's I didn't what I was talking to Robert about until yeah. I went back to look at it the mine, next day. That's a good point. I want I, to put mine the, it, like Robert and I were saying, like this could be applicable to multiple systems. The only other <laughs> system that I feel like this could actually, like where we sh- we could break it into two, is uh, Super NES. That's the only other system where I struggled to really pick five. The other ones, it was like, yeah, there's a lot of good games, but there's like a definite three, four, and five that are just like, you know, the yeah. the key elements to those systems. But this one, I think this was harder than Super NES for me. I think I spent more time on this system. Yeah, I did spend a lot more time on this system. So I was harder when I was trying to figure out. Oh, my I was system. rock solid, dude. Fucking Malphite up in here. <laughs> hey, Blake, does your 
soundboard or not soundboard, but your whatever it is. Mixer. Yeah, does it do little sound effects like boring? I don't think Things so. Like that? No. Oh, Are we a radio show? Yeah, that's what, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Well, if not it ever yet. does, if you ever okay. find out that it does, just let me know. Yeah, I'll be sure not to do that. <laughs> I need to find a way to make that happen. Please don't. Anyways, <laughs> top five PS2 games. Top five PS2 time. games. So top what five are, PS2 games. I have a feeling we're going to have to set some ground rules here. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions are afterwards. What are they? What are the ground rules here? Um, I, I I don't think I can stick to the ten year limit thing on this one. Oh, like, oh I, my list would be that. so awkward. Holy that's, shit! I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. <laughs> Neither did. I, that's what I was saying a minute ago. Oh, I thought, oh, wow. I, I, I thought you were just saying like they were all from a certain time period. I didn't get that you meant. Like, I, no, I, no, yeah, no, I didn't no, think no, about like, that either. Most of mine are like two thousand five, two thousand six. This right, well, one is two weeks in in the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's just violate the ten year. Yeah, actually, I let me. I'm. Oh wow. Okay, so we don't. I don't have to verify. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Because we all screw that up. We all were like, oh yeah, oops. <laughs> My bad. My bad. So, so what games and or series are not allowed to be on our lists? Are there uh, like Final Fantasy X? I think is the only one that's not allowed to be on. Yeah. Did you well, look at the, the highest sold games for PS2? Uh, Nope. Like the, the highest grossing sales for PS2 games, it was uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, Gran Turismo, and then I think Final Fantasy X were like the top four or something. It's freaking crazy. Right. Yeah. Do we want, all right, do we want to outlaw uh, or forbid or whatever GTA? Uh, it's up to you guys. I mean, I, I, I feel like these are like, there's a definite three series that I think are all all over, which is Final Fantasy, Grand Theft Auto, and uh, Metal Gear. How many Metal Gear games were there? Two? There were two. Okay, yeah, there were two. two. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, do you want to just do, just leave everything in, and we'll go kind of fast and do a top ten instead? Ooh, I don't have I don't have ten. In, ooh, let me see how many I have left, because I deleted a lot of mine. <laughs> So here I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight. Well, you do eight. How, well, let's do top. Let's, yeah, we top just go. <laughs> we just circle jerk each other. This is fine. All right. So what are we doing? Ten or eight? Play um, I, I can I'm, have ten. I can have ten. I can okay. make ten. Okay. Let's just do top ten. We're not outlawing. We're not outlawing anything. But we're also not going to spend shitload of time, especially on the ones that are super obvious. So we won't spend yeah. much time on this. So uh, uh, okay, Blake, you start off with number ten. Uh, crap. I, I don't have this list organized now. I only had like the five. Alright, I'll start. I got my number ten. I'll go second. Okay. I'll go, I'll do, I'll go first. Go ahead. Resident Evil 4. Okay. That was one of mine. <laughs> I, I'll just have that but as... Yeah, I mean, you could just say that, like, when we get to it, just say, okay, that one was mine, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, number ten for me, Katamari Damacy. Have you guys ever played this game? Oh, nice. I know what it is. I've never played yeah, this. I love that game. I've it's so played fun. the 360 version. 
It's really me and my girlfriend played a lot. It's uh, really fun. I was thinking about actually probably I think it's on PSN. I was thinking about getting it sometime soon. Is it? It's very bizarre. Like it's one of those games where you'll sit down and play for like two hours and then you'll stop and then you'll you'll want to play it again like a couple days later. Like it's it's weird. Why don't you give the listeners a quick rundown of the game? Uh, basically the storyline is really bizarre. It's, it's very like if you were stoned, it would make sense. Like that's the best way I can put the storyline. It's very Asian and you are this guy who just roll. It's very no, it is very Asian. <laughs> It's very Asian. Like, have you played it? No, I know, I know what it's, you. Okay, mean. it's super duper Asian. Like, it's it, but basically you like roll around and you pick up objects, and the bigger you get, the bigger the objects you can get. Like, you start by picking up like a pencil, a pen, a piece of paper, random shit like that, and then you slowly build up to where you can pick up like a TV, a couch, your house. Then it's like a, city, a, car, a Ferris wheel. Like yeah. you, you are the ball of objects rolling around, right? Yeah, and then eventually you no, pick up. Well, no, not exactly. Technically, that's what you're controlling, but you're actually the prince yeah, that is pushing the ball around. Oh, uh, oh, that's right. I remember that now. Okay. And then eventually you can like go to planets and the cosmos and stars and shit. And it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, fun game. All right, Blake, what do you think for number ten? All right, for my number ten, uh, I did probably here. Uh, I'm just gonna go with uh, this Gaia. Ooh, Sweet. Okay. Is that pretty good? I've that's another one that I always. It's overall, it's a pretty cool game. the The reason it's so low on my list is because uh, one of the reasons that people love it so much is because how much leveling up and all this bonus content there is and stuff and all this infinite content. And that's what I hate about it is that it's just tons and tons of grinding for that content. Okay. This like is a really uh... like the classic. Like, literal grinding, going into a single stage over and over and over and over and over again, doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. That's a strategy strategy RPG. Yes, correct. Tactical strategy RPG like Final Fantasy Tactics, Fire Emblem, etc. Gotcha. Um, I remember when that came out, I really wanted to play it, but it's kind of one of those things that... Never Back in my it. day. Um, <laughs> Alright, my number nine is Twisted Metal Black. Oh, good one! I had that on here and I removed it earlier because we ah, that's a good one. Yeah, we talked I'm about it a little bit last, a little bit on the last episode. I love the individual stories and the music in that one. Yeah, that was a great one. Fucking awesome game, really cool. Number nine for me was Prince of Persia. Um, I didn't play the NES one, but I played it after I played the one for placed. It was PS2, yeah, PS2. Um, that came out, and the first time I played Prince of Persia on PS2, I fell in love with it. I played it all the way through to the end and beat it, and. Really, really enjoyed the game. And then I, after that, I actually went back and played the one for NES and thought it was really cool for how old it was. Sweet. Cool. Hi, right, Blake. Number nine? Um, crap, where was I? Uh, I'm going to go with one of the coolest fighting games I'd ever played and I really got into. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3. Oh, my really? God. That game used to piss me the fuck off, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Why the AI was so? Did you ever get to like the end of the game? Oh yeah, I played tons of that game. Yeah, it was so buggy. It was like impossible. Oh my god, the game. No, was you so could bad. do it. There, there was some cheap shit that you could pull off too. Yeah, exactly. But they, like, they, oh god. Well, I mean, the biggest problem was fucking Omega Shenron, that douchebag. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that cheesy little piece of crap. That guy sucked. Awesome game. Really cool combat system. Uh, with as many characters as it had. Uh, they still managed to keep it. Uh, they managed to keep most of the characters pretty unique. I think. And it wasn't super repetitive. Like the, obviously they had like the the core essence to them, but like I loved how each character had like each well, had kind of their own strengths as well. Yeah, cool. like each character had different size, different us? reach, different combos. Oh god, I played so many characters. Um, I don't think Bardock was in that one. Uh, I think I played Krillin I, in that one. I think Krillin was the main character I played. God, I cannot remember. I know I played some Goku probably. 
pussy. Uh, My play Vegeta. Vegeta was really cool. I remember Vegeta being alright. Um, no, Piccolo is the green one. God damn, uh, yeah, what are you... The Vegeta was the other Saiyan. Head. He's the Saiyan prince, yeah. you bitch. He was the one who was that? banging bitches, dude. So, like I said, I only watched the Boo Saga. He was a female slave. Oh, yeah, because Vegeta wasn't in the Boo Saga. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have, like, his best moment ever. My point is, saga. I watched, anyway. like, 15 right, episodes. DBZ Boo Kai 3, next game. I thought when you said a fighting game that I really like, I thought you were going to say my number seven. I think I know what your number seven is. You'll see in a minute. Good pick. Uh, my number eight is Madden NFL 2001. Ooh, this okay. was this was a launch game, and uh, for PS2, uh, I think we should mention that, at least in my opinion, this was where graphics on gaming consoles went from like really pretty good to like really could be pretty fucking awesome. Uh, I think I just feel like it was a huge jump from from all of the consoles before the PS2 and the Xbox really. That release, man, those the games that came out within the first like three months. Oh, uh-huh. what a yeah. great time for gaming! It was so much fun to play the games that that launched on this uh, console for the, the good ones. That is, yeah. Uh, Madden NFL 2001 was really awesome. I played it a lot with my friends, partly just because it was a football game and it had, you know, so much better graphics than any football game had ever had. Uh, also, it was just a really solid game itself, and it had a lot of fun stuff. Kind of. Uh, I haven't really, you know, kept up with the Madden series very much, but uncharacteristic for the series, at least up until that point, there was like a mode where you could play where your team was all, it was like mascots versus mascots. Or wait, no, or am I thinking of, I might be thinking, I might be getting that confused with That them. sounds like Blitz. It's one <laughs> of the college, like that's one of the college EA games, mm-hmm. I think. But it also had this, it did have this one thing where you could get cards, and uh, they would give you like, sp- basically like special abilities. Uh, and you, you could only use them one time. So, like, it was saved on your memory card, and, like, if you were playing against one of your guys, one of your friends, you could choose, like, whether cards were going to be in play or not. And if so, you could, like, play a card that, like, made the other team, like, fumble tons all day long, or, like, if they were kicking a field goal, you could play this one where it, like, caused, like, a huge gust of wind, like, like, 50 mile hour wind be pointing straight at them. Um, it was just, it was a fun game. Cool. What you got? My next? Yeah. All right. It's got to be on here. I know, Robert, you're not going to like this, but Kingdom Hearts, for the time. <laughs> shut up. For the time, it was a great game. When I played it, but I, I can't play it now, unfortunately, but um, when it came out, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the series. I was very much into Squaresoft games, and it was a nice change from everything turn-based. And Great game for its time. Calm down, Robert. And at my age, which was completely <laughs> different. So. Did you like Sora even back then? I did actually, because it was Haley Joel Osment, and he's a cutie pie. So, is it actually is it actually <laughs> yeah. him? He actually is it? Uh huh. Okay. Yep. I didn't know that. That was one of the marketing points, sort of, not yep. a huge one. Well, that's like, Disney. oh hey, they've got the Haley Joel Osment. Oh my god. Haley Joel Osment was just a fucking drop in the water compared to the Disney promotions. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, yeah. It was still a point that got brought up when they were talking sure. about the game, though. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Blake Son, you are up. My next game, and it's more of a shout-out to the entire series, but I'm going to focus on this one uh, because this is the first one that I played on PS2 specifically, uh, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver 2. Oh, okay. I think I've talked about the series before mm-hmm. on the stream, or on the stream, uh, on the podcast. It's a great series. Okay. It's extremely story-driven. Uh, the storytelling of the series is great. Soul Reaver 2 stars uh, Raziel, 
and he's going around. You solve all these puzzles. There's some small action sequences, and it's overall just an incredible storytelling experience. The whole series uh, uh, is an entire thing comes together to tell one big story except blood omen 2 no one cares about that about that <laughs> nice all right uh uh what's sorry i lost my list here we go number seven this is the fighting game i thought you were gonna say blake virtual fighter 4 oh virtual uh, fighter yeah. 4 dude that <laughs> it was uh this game is an awesome fighting game this it's really the only virtual fighter game that i've played but i just just remember it's such it's it's like basically a fighting sim almost is what i would call it because it's so detailed and the different moves you can do and the different kind of like counters and all the all the different like ways you have to like fight the other guy this is a game where seriously if you play it for like a week or two and practice and, and learn some of the basic dodges and, and counters and all that kind of stuff you could play somebody like if, who who's never played it before and, like, they would probably literally not be able to get a hit on you in most rounds. Just because of, just, just cause, again, the game is so, the controls and all that are really, really, I feel like, deep for a fighting game. Mm. It's a really cool game. Uh, my next one is, I, I'm surprised you haven't said this yet, like, it's probably higher. Star Wars Battlefront 2? Yes? No? Yes? No? No, actually, remember, we've talked about it before. I have never gotten to play that game. Oh, I have yeah, that's release. right. And I didn't get to play it before the servers went down. I love the co-op in this game. That's what really brings it back to me is like, um, back, this is back before I did lands and stuff. It was just like me and one other person would a lot of times play it. And it was just really, really fun game. The co-op was great. The teamwork was pretty cool. And I don't know. Great, great game. I really enjoyed the series. Sweet. Blake. Huh? <laughs> what you, what you got? Uh, Alright, for my next one, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite in the series, because I thought that this is where the series should have ended, God of War. Ah, the first one? Yep, the first nice. one. Everyone else, I think everyone else loves the second one so much. The thing that I liked about the first game and why I wish it had ended there is because I felt like the first game told its story, and it was wrapped up, and that was good. Uh, and then they went on and they were like, well, I mean, the game did so well. Let's just make a sequel to it because fuck it. Why not? It's like, <laughs> you're right. no, you're pissing me off now. Go to yeah. hell. Um, I don't care if the gameplay was better than the second one or anything. God of War, fun, brutal, goofy, over-the-top beat-em-up game. You are in ancient Greece and you kill Ares. Spoilers. You got big old blades. It's at the very beginning of the game pretty much. So <laughs> <laughs> that uh, That's... I've never, I'm not a huge fan of that, of those kinds of games. I, I play God of War and it, it didn't really hook me, but I, I definitely get the appeal. Love the I, It's not even so much the gameplay in that one because it, it is on the simple side, the extremely simple side. The reason I like it was the storytelling and it's in ancient Greece and all this stuff. It was really it cool. It was pretty badass too. It had pretty good yeah, bosses, there was nudity. Didn't it? <laughs> the boss fights were pretty cool, yeah. Alright, so God of, God of War. Yeah. Mm hmm. How about that? Alright, number six. Final Fantasy X. Wait, did you go out of order? Nope. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> go. Wow, Robert. Way to fuck up the list. Uh, my number <laughs> six is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Um, we Sweet. talked about great game. I spent a lot of time with my brother playing this. I, I probably played this game like... Wait, didn't you it, use this as your PlayStation 1 game? 
didn't that's what i was wondering i was like reading it but it's listed like that's what i, I was like reading it today, you you I'm, yeah and then we talked about it because robert was like wait wasn't that on ps2 it was ps2 i believe yeah it was ps2 you dirty bitch I'm sorry. I'm gonna, dude. It, I have double standards. Come on, bro. Maybe you had the PS1 version and then you also played it on PS2 because it was back. I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing because it was back. Pretty sure I only played it for PS2. You're backwards compatible. <laughs> no, great game. I, I probably spent at least like 80 hours playing this game with my brother. It's we would play versus each other like every night. So much fun. Sweet. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. All right, Blake. Number six. Uh, number six. I think this is my first RPG. Well, okay, there was this guy. Um, Dragon Quest VIII. Mm, cool. Great RPG game. Um, it was like, it's a modern kind of reimagining of the Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior series. Uh, with a lot more modern stuff. Fun, goofy storytelling. Fun characters. Uh, really cool character development. Uh, like you're able to, each character has a couple different trees that you can kind of specialize in, which I loved. I thought that was a lot of fun. And it, it actually makes me want to replay the game sometime. Cool. Hi, Jay. Uh, or, no, I guess it's to me. My number yeah. five... Is, up the order, dude. <laughs> my number five is Xenosaga. Hmm, okay. I really, uh, I, I never played series too much. I watch people, though. Yeah, I've it's... played one and part of two. It okay. was never something that grabbed me that much, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, so this is an RPG... Um, and it's, it starts off really slow. It gets better as you get into it. Uh, I really just like the whole, this was, this was actually the game that I was thinking of last time when I said, didn't Final Fantasy X have long, uh, cutscenes? Yeah. I was actually thinking of Xenosaga. Because yeah. there is a 45 minute long cutscene in this game. <laughs> and there are, oh there, yeah, I do remember those, yeah. Yeah, and there are plenty of other really long ones in it too. But, I, um, I know why I never got that much into Xenosaga. It's like I'm not huge on the sci-fi setting usually. Okay, so, see that's that's what yeah, I like about it. Exactly. Like I, as soon as I was like, I, well, I don't like the sci-fi stuff. Oh, of course he likes the sci-fi stuff with all of his love of uh, Tie Fighter, X-wing, etc. Yeah. So I mean that pretty much wraps it up for me. Yeah. Uh, the the it's a turn-based. The fighting is pretty simple. I really I really 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 like the sci-fi theme of the whole game too. Um, also. You can find these like robot parts and get this big giant badass robot. If you, it's like a, a big side quest. And oh yeah. If, and, if you, and if you get all the parts and build the whole robot, you can be the final boss in one hit. I feel like that, <laughs> that series was one of the most underrated series or like unacknowledged series of the PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah, it did it not was. get a lot the of attention. graphics were fantastic. Yeah, like, they yeah. were way above anything else at the time. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's pretty accurate. Jay, what's your number five? I want to ask, did you have a crush on any characters in Xenosaga? Uh, How you played maybe it? Maybe close a little bit. Okay. Number five? Uh, number five, Dynasty Warriors uh, 3 specifically, um, but just the Dynasty Warriors series overall. I spent so much time playing these games. Very grindy. That um, exact mention makes it into my honorable mentions. It's so good. <laughs> like I put Samurai slash Samurai Warriors as well, because like every oh, game yeah. they made after the third one was freaking great they made dynasty warriors dynasty warriors 4 they made samurai warriors and i played all of them and i loved it they were so fun and just they were great multiplayer games again i forgot that play... samurai warriors was on ps2 samurai mm-hmm. warriors 2 might actually make my top 10 oh, so i want to play it again like in all honesty i really really enjoyed that that series like they've they've obviously kind of lost some of their appeal with the kind of online aspects but i still enjoy those games like that's why i was really excited about hyrule warriors because it was obviously the dynasty warriors style yeah. So, 
great series, spent countless hours. I, I have played that game probably more than anything I have for PS2 in amount, in amount of hours. I'm trying to think if there's anything comparable. No. Easily that game. <laughs> nope. Hundreds of hours, easily. It out. Didn't take you too long. The only thing I could think of was Final Fantasy X, but I mean, that's like, you know... Yeah, it's close. Anyways. Alright, Blake, what's your fifth favorite PS2 game? My number five, I'm gonna just say uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Okay. Ooh, okay. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's actually why I was asking about the GTA stuff earlier. <laughs> um, Vice City is my favorite of the GTA series, probably. I love the yeah. setting of it, that bright neon 80s aesthetic. That's true. It was really cool. That's actually yeah. really true. That's funny, because that, that's my least favorite of the... Really? Auto, like, post- See, and I, I love auto- the uh, the radio stations in it, too. Just all that 80s. <laughs> it's so good. I loved it. I, I do like all of those things about it. The things that I didn't like about it were the roads were so narrow... And the land was like also narrow strips, like narrow islands. I felt like, uh, there wasn't as much room to like go, like drive all crazy as there was in, in a lot of the other ones. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like, I, I, I agree on the other things you said. Like, those parts of it were really cool. I love the, um, that one bathroom in the hotel where you can get the chainsaw and it looks just like the scene from Scarface. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, dude, I, that is such a great series, man. They have done such a great job with those over the years. Yeah, you get, yeah, you got to hand it to Rockstar. Um, okay, good, that was a good one. My number four, yeah, you knew it was gonna be be on here somewhere. Metal Gear Solid Two. Ooh, okay. Um, this was the first Metal Gear Solid that I've played. I've since gone back and played one. If as you as you know, if you're a long time listener, but um, just. Really fun, lots and lots of uh, Easter eggy type stuff. I love just the whole aesthetic of the Metal Gear Solid series, the goofy, crazy quirkiness, kind of mixed with the really cool storytelling style and, and really badass cutscenes. Wow, that was very concise. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I was like looking. At the I was clock, getting like, ready to take a nap. I just grabbed yeah, I my like, pillows, man. I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, if Robert finishes in two hours, I could get to bed by midnight. <laughs> All right, that's not too bad. I can go on if you. No, 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 no we're good. I love you. All right, uh, Jay, go. <laughs> Quick. Uh, numero four is uh, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. I've, I've talked about this game before on the podcast. Um, very memorable game for me. I still go back and play it uh, maybe once every year or every other year. Um, my favorite of the Gran Turismo series, I've tried the newer ones. I don't care what anybody says. I still like um, Grand Theft Auto 3 A-Spec the best. I spent a lot of time doing this. Some of the races are several hours long, and I would do it back when I was younger. Really, really fun game. And I loved how realistic, and I actually learned a lot about cars, which is kind of weird and kind of nerdy to say, but I knew nothing about cars before I played Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah. so funny. Yep. Nice. Great game. Great series. All right, Blake. Number four. One of the games that got me, actually the game that got me into the uh, stylish action beat-em-up genre, Devil May Cry 3. Ooh. Very fucking hard game. Cannot stress that enough. Specifically, the original release, not the uh, Dante's Awakening Special Edition. The thing that happened with Devil May Cry 3 when it was ported over here, they gave Americans the harder version, which almost never happens. Uh, Classically, any game that is ported over from Japan, if there are any difficulty changes made to it, they make the game easier. This is one of the very, very few uh, where they actually made the game harder for the American release. And, oh my god, it showed... This was one of the most challenging games I played when I was younger, and I loved every second of getting my ass reamed by that game. Uh, phrasing? Anybody? Yep. 
I, that's what I said. Ass ream. All right, yep. reaming asses. Yeah. All right, guys. Yep, that happened. Like cool. Nice. All right, my number three. So now we're getting to the meat, the meat and potatoes of the PlayStation 2 library. Who's with me on that? Nope. Woo. I'm still thinking meat about reaming Blake's ass. Sorry. <laughs> that's got my attention for at least another. Just, I'm just rock don't solid think right about now. my nipples at the same time. Too. Oh, geez, your bikini nipples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number three is Swickadin Three. Ah, okay. Uh, and in fact, Swickadin Three is probably my favorite RPG that I, that I've ever played. Really? Um, yourself. <laughs> this was this was this was one of also the first RPGs really that I re- that, that maybe the first RPG that I really got into was Swickadin Three. Um, I just didn't play them very much growing up. Uh, and I just loved like. This we've talked about this before. Also, this game starts off slow as hell, but once you hit like the yes. eight-hour mark, then it really <laughs> picks up, and it really awesome. becomes a fun game. Like the 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 combat is fun. There are how many? Aren't there like a hundred characters that you can get or something ridiculous like that? Blake? There's usually a hundred and ten characters. In That's there. right. That's the only thing I'll say about the battle system, uh, I'm not trying to be an ass about your pick. The thing that I don't like about the battle system if there, is that there are so many abilities that are AOE effects. And oh, they really? hit, like in a specific area, and you can't maneuver your characters. And that always drove me absolutely nuts. Uh, I, I, I can it's like, that. I know I don't want to be staying next, next to this other character. Why is the game making me do that so that they can go both get hit? Yeah, because so, they always... So they, crushed. They always line up. It's always you have six characters in your party, and they always line up three, and then three behind. Is it, it. six or five? It's uh, it's six. Yeah, I think maybe you're right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you are. Yeah, because it's always two pair. It's always a pair of two, one behind mm-hmm. the other, going yeah. three across. Um, and you can like do like team up attacks. Like certain characters can do like special team up attacks with other characters. Uh, again, there's 110 different characters you can get. They're all unique. Really, they're and they're, they're not they're, all of them are battle ready though. A lot of them. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Base, and that's they're true. like, hey, I sell you weapons. <laughs> hey, I run an inn. It's like, oh, oh, all right, thanks. Yeah, there definitely are the more powerful ones that you end up. Okay, I'm gonna stick with this guy. He's gonna be in my party. This girl, yeah. she's pretty awesome. Yeah. She's gonna stay here. Uh, I love. I, I'm sad that I can't remember his name, but the duck with the axe. Um, this with you yeah, I think he joins in the, uh, Thomas's scenario, if I remember uh, right. I don't really yeah. remember. But yeah. also there's the big battle scenes, uh, where it's like a, sort of like more of an all out battle between a lot of your guys. And it's kind of more of a, uh, strategy game for a minute. Like, like not an RPG strategy, but more sort of just strategy. If I remember correctly. Mm. And then there's also showdowns that your characters will occasionally have with like other like, oh, yeah the duels yeah the duels. Um, I just had so much fun with this game. It was a uh, it's a pretty cool game. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, uh, Jay, what's your third favorite PlayStation Two game? So I took Robert's advice and uh, I decided to play. What did I decide to play, Blake? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2? Metal three. Gear Solid 3? Three. Three. 3. And, uh, yeah, it's number 3 on my list at this point. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> Blake didn't, he was even fooled for a minute. Jesus. Alright, well, that was, uh, <laughs> 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 
Oh, God. Yes, What's funny is I actually don't even have a replacement for that, Robert. Robert <laughs> and I have been planning to do this all day. <laughs> we were just like, hey, what would be really fun to do to Blake besides the nipple bikini? And then we're like, eh, this will be fun. I like, he, he did not believe it for a second. Like, it wasn't even... That was... No shit. No, I don't buy it. You don't say. Well, uh, all right. Uh, it's a fun, bizarro world. I'm just going to go back bizarro. to my teleporter now, though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so Jay doesn't have a number three. My number three is Great. So your, so your real three, would, what was your last one, Gran Turismo 3? Yeah. Okay. All right, Blake, do you have a number three? Yeah, I don't suck. Uh, my number three is Valkyrie Profile 2, Silmaria. Um, I loved Valkyrie Profile 1, so I picked up Valkyrie Profile 2 when it was, I, cause I could own an actual physical copy of it. That was pretty exciting. Um, it's probably not as good as the first game, but it is still amazing. Uh, same, uh, well, not the same storytelling. It, it actually has more emphasis on the telling of the story in this one. Uh, pretty much the same combat system. Uh, Awesome art, music, and references to the first game, and continuation of some of the story of the first game. Well, what Love kind that. of what kind of game is this? Uh, this is an RPG. Uh, the combat system is a little different. It's like timing. It's based on like comboing your characters' attacks together to get the best result out of it um, on your turn. It's like it's turn based. You go into the battle, uh, you activate each character at a specific moment in the attack sequence, and you can uh, you can get some cool stuff going on. Nice. Um, breaking news, Zirian on Twitter just <clears throat> sent us a tweet that says, Class Gamescast, spoilers for this week's podcast, Slackaholicus has an RPG on his list. Oh, wait, that's every week. <laughs> Thanks, bitch. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Tweets? Yes, the tweets. I love how we could actually hear you turn away from your microphone. I know, he was so mad. He's actually mad. No, I was not actually mad. I was just, I, as soon as you said Zwerian, as if you don't know how to pronounce your name. I said Zerian. Zerian. That's not it at all. It's Zerian. Oh. But whatever, it's not important. As soon as you said that, I was just like, what the hell did she do this time? <laughs> all right, what are we on, number two? Yes. All right, for number two, I'm just going to say the, really the whole, all of the GTA games. Oh, that were on PS2. What's that? Which one's your favorite? Well, I don't know. Like, so Grand Theft Auto 3 was like it was the Tie Fighter of. Like, it, that it really was. It was the original. It was the revolutionary. It was the trendsetter. It was what opened up the entire genre. Yes, it really like a lot of people. Like, if you are a little bit younger. And you're used to like big open world games, especially where you like are driving cars crazy all over. Like you should know that there was nothing like that at all until Grand Theft Auto. And it pushed the out. envelope for violence and partial nudity, sex. Like it was. You remember how big of a, of a? Yeah, it was big. It was a big deal when it first came out. It blew my mind when the first thing I did in the game was I hijacked a car and then like took a curb, like took a turn too fast and like rolled over a hill and, and killed somebody. <laughs> and the car, well, and the fact that the car actually like rolled over and caught on fire and I had to bail out of it and it blew up. Like even just that alone was huge. Like games did not do stuff like that. Like you might drive a car and it could like crash and ha maybe have like damage effects and stuff like that, but not even like do anything so detailed Nothing as like, like roll that. over. It was so revolutionary. Uh, and then, like, and obviously that's, like, just barely even getting into, like, all of the different things that the game has to offer. 
uh, uh, IGN had a ton of like previews and, and stuff like this back at this time, uh, uh, specifically for Grand Theft Auto 3. And I used to, for like the whole month leading up to the release, I would just sit on IGN and reread the whole, like all of the same previews of the game over and over. Just there are very myself. few games I do that for anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, when I finally got my hands on it, I played this game for eight hours straight, which was pretty yeah. unheard of for, at least for me. Like I get on huge, like gaming binges sometimes that would play for like three or four or five hours, but I sat there and I was in my dorm in college and I just sat there and played the game. Like every once in a while I would like hand the controller off to let like one of my friends play and then take it back. I could not, I just couldn't, like, this game, I could not stop playing this game when it came out. There, what's crazy about it too is, the, the, I like the point that you touched on with it, which I'm just gonna say right now, th- this is actually my number two as well, Robert. Good, good pick, you piece of shit. But, uh, <laughs> the, the fact that, the, like, it was unheard of to, to have a game like this where you could actually sit down and play for 20 hours, and there's still stuff to do. There was yeah. always something to do, and it was just like, it in a like, non-RPG yeah. game. Exactly, in a non-MMO RPG type way, exactly. So thank you for clarifying. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So, because we've very, seen very it in RPGs constantly, Final Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy VII was like the, the two the systems example. before that. Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Um, but in non-RPG games, like you couldn't do that with Mario, really. Right. Yeah, well, was, like, kind of. If you're going for 100, percent yeah. And even then, a little iffy. This For is, any non-RPG genre, this was completely unheard of content. Yeah, it was. This was, like, really the first open-world game as we understand, as we, like, use the term Understand today. the sand, term sandbox. And everything sandbox you did impacted. Yeah. It rippled to, to do something else in the game, which was so cool. Yep. So, yep. Great pick. That was my number two as well, Blake, so you're up. Uh, I, I do want to say real fast oh. that out of the GTA series, San Andreas was my favorite. Um, that one just had so many things to do in it, and the map was so fucking huge. Like, that was just crazy at the time. So, like, that turned out to be, that wasn't as big of a breakthrough, obviously, because it just followed in line with what GTA 3 had done, but it, but out of those, I feel like it was uh, the better game, if you're just comparing them straight up to each other. Yeah, like you said, if you're a younger generation, well, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's a little bit different, but for us, I mean, GTA 3 was revolutionary. I mean, that's the best word. It was groundbreaking, man. It was awesome. It really, really, truly. Very, yeah, people throw time. terms like that around all the time, but this one actually lives up to that. Yeah, really. it yeah. nails it perfectly. I, I just remember, like, literally, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to bed. I was in high school. My older brother was playing it. He comes to my room. He's like, Jay, Jay, dude, I just banged this hooker, and you're not going to play this. Like, I have to show you. I'm like, dude, I'm going to bed. Like, funny single. I've never seen him so excited to show me something. <laughs> so funny. That's great. All right, so same thing for you, number two, Jay? Yeah, that's my number two for sure. It, 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 and honestly, like like you said, I think San Andreas is probably a better game, but it's just, like you said, just too good at the time. I'm su- just surprised you didn't say uh, the Metal Gear Solid VR missions. I thought about it, but then I realized it sucked, so <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, Blake. All right, my number two, Yep. since we're finally shutting up. Uh, hey, my number one. two is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh my! After nice. all the shit you gave me for having it as my number three, it is your no. Number but five. you didn't have it as your number three. That I know, was the thing. Good? Um, <laughs> it's yeah. it really is as good as a lot of people say it is. The storytelling is some of the best in a video game. The the music, uh, the writing, the build up, the action sequences, all of it, fantastic, amazing stuff. 
Well put. And uh, probably the best gameplay out of a Metal Gear Solid game. I was actually just about to say that. I hadn't really thought about that too much before, but it, but I agree. It, the gameplay was really, really solid on that one. And on Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 and 4, it's, it's good. Yeah, it, uh, 4 used a lot of the same concepts, but I don't know why. Yeah. They just didn't feel like they worked as well. It, it felt hokey because like in 3, it was this gritty, hardcore, I'm a badass, and I've got to, like, paint my face with all this stuff kind of a thing. Yeah. And then in 4, it's just like, I flip the switch on my camo device. Yeah. And now was... I blend into brick walls. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like, when I first started playing that, I was like, wait, so he just blends in with li- literally whatever? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's that's a good point. It, ha- it had really strong gameplay compared to the other Metal Gear Solid games. And it's not even just, like, the camo stuff, but uh the food, the, like, Eating to survive yeah. and taking care of wounds and stuff. Just awesome gameplay. Yeah. I agree. And, and there, I feel like there's also something about crawling around in bushes and grass and stuff like that as compared yeah, to it's, like, it feels gorilla. It feels like real sneaking instead of like, I'm wandering around this war environment with a bunch of broken buildings. It's just a completely different feel to the game. And also compared to Metal Gear Solid 2 where you're like hiding behind like tanks. Well, yeah, mountains. yeah. It, and don't get me wrong, I actually do like Metal Gear Solid 4, but 3 was just a better overall game. Yep. Okay. I almost hung myself right there. I was getting close. <laughs> If I only you had. all set to go, and I was about to kick the fucking chair from underneath my feet. I'm Let's already hung. For... Oh! Oh, hung like a horse. Maybe what? I was going to say, wait, wait until, at least until you tell us what your favorite one is. Okay. I'll just all type right, it uh, out. Rob, number all one. Right. Uh, you can probably guess Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 3. Are you what a surprise. serious? <laughs> Why didn't you just say it when Blake was talking about it? Oh, God. The steel is thunder. I, I got... What are you talking about? Because now you're going to start from the very beginning. Okay, this game was... <laughs> We're going to start back at the very fucking beginning. I, I, I won't reiterate what uh, what Blake said. You should, but... just to torture Jay. But... <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to kill myself, and I'm not going to tell you my number one. You know what? Actually, for that, I'm just going to type this out in chat to make you guys laugh right now. So you can enjoy that. I think you only typed... Wait, no, here you go. <laughs> Literally what? <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> Robert. All right. So that's how that's I feel thing. about Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, as as Blake said, uh, aside from the gameplay, the the storytelling in this one was really good. Um, it, this one I, I have to also say has the the best boss battle I've ever played in any game, which is the ah. fight against the end. Yeah. Uh, which is this big sniper battle between you and him. There are other ways to do, to do it. You don't have to snipe him, but, uh. There are other very creative ways to do that fight. There's a lot of ways to approach that fight, which is what makes it such a good design. Yeah. Um, but, and if you do play it just straight up a sniper battle, like, it's a fight that can take you, like, hours and hours to finish. Um, which, like, not in a boring way either. Somehow they managed to make that still be fun. I don't know. <laughs> also, the very final battle, is uh is is really cool as well, but I don't want to say anything to spoil it. The it's st- great storytelling. The great the storytelling is amazing. The the way that the game ends, uh, story wise, I will say, it's probably the cool. I've never cried watching a game, and I don't really cr- cry watching movies and playing games. But this is probably the closest I've been. 
It was that bad. <laughs> What's your number? <laughs> Jerk. Do you, do you even have to ask me, or can we just like say it and then just keep going? Because we already know what's gonna yeah. happen. Here. Let's go. Just... Final Fantasy X. There we go. It's, I mean, it's there's just no. We've way. talked about it a bunch on the show before, yeah. About... Oh yeah, because we haven't talked about Metal Gear Solid. A bunch not in like a month or two. We I just like... talked about Final Fantasy X. This is true. Yeah, no, there's, there's not much to say about it. I mean, if if you don't yeah. know by now, it's an excellent game. It's yeah. There's just nothing you can say. There's just no simple way of putting it. It's just crazy good. All right. Talk about crying, dude. That game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and ball my eyes out. Okay. All right, Blake. Blake, what's All your right, favorite PlayStation 2 game ever? I actually have one that stands out. Um, <laughs> fucking posers. I feel like that's a jab. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Posers. Uh, my favorite PS2 game, one of the most underrated games of all time, in my opinion. I wish it got more love than it does. Uh, especially, even in its own series, it doesn't get enough love, I feel like. I have no idea my what you're going to say. Game, I think I or at least one of them is Shadow Hearts. Uh, this is an RPG. This is like a extremely horror themed RPG. You play as a main. Your main character is a. He transforms into monsters. He's got evil spirits inside him. Uh, he's kind of a creepy asshole a lot of the time, which is one of the things that makes the game so fun. Is that it's it's so different from what uh, most RPG experiences are going to give you. The main character is very different from. Your plucky hero that wants to set out and explore the world and all this shit. He's just a screwed up guy that doesn't want to have to deal with all of his problems. And, uh, it's very dark. You've got, you go around and you, uh, inspect like this, uh, town of cannibals and all this stuff. Awesome game. Fantastic storytelling. Uh, the combat system is cool. It's got, it's, kind of an extreme version of the Super Mario RPG timed hit system where each character has a combat ring and uh, when you go to attack with them they'll do like a certain number of attacks and each section of their ring what it is it's like a clock and then this cursor spins around at once and you have to time the button press so that uh you can either get a normal attack or if you hit a very very thin section of a specific part of the circle, that attack will become a critical attack. Uh, so the, the, it's a really, really cool combat system as well. Uh, there's a sanity meter, which actually kind of sucks in the game. <laughs> and what that means is that like you have a another resource, and every turn in battle, your sanity meter goes down, and if it reaches zero, your character loses their shit for a little bit. Uh, you can't control them. And it's really, really annoying more than it is cool. But it's still uh, a nice touch, especially given the horror theme and feel of the entire game. Um, most people that like the series actually prefer the second game much more. The reason I don't like Shadow Hearts 2 is because it's much more anime and much more fun and aloof about the dark stuff. Uh, while the first game does not do any of that. The first game is, it has fun, but it's all very dark kinds of fun. And the second game lost that feel for me, and Ooh. I've uh, I do not forgive it for that. Do you uh, is this? Do you like the game for its gameplay or the story more? Both. Okay, uh, so pretty equal. Cool. I like uh, all of the characters are really specific and unique. They've got all these uh, very specific abilities. 
Um, and the timed hit system of the game is, it really keeps you like engaged even during battle because it's just a turn-based combat system. But the way that the attacks work, like you've got to be in there and there's this tension every single time you go to attack of am, if I go for the critical attack, am I going to screw up and miss and lose the attack completely? And then the storytelling is, uh, it's just so good. Cool. I'll have to check that out someday eventually. I feel like you're lying, Robert. <coughs> Same. I think you're lying. Are you Mephasa? So. Um, well, it's that didn't take quite as long as I thought it was going to, actually. Two hours? Good lists. Good lists. <laughs> That was very good. Oh, we want to do our honorable mentions now, or <laughs> yeah, do we still? Okay, because I still have a bunch of games I can talk about. Just, just, just yell them out real quick. Okay, uh, Final Fantasy X, which we touched on, but I kept off my list because we just talked about it. Jay, you suck. Resident Evil Four, uh, Twisted Metal Black. You mentioned that one. Oh, as listen well. to these honorable mentions that we've already talked about. Thank God yeah. we're honorably mentioning them. <laughs> yeah, way to honorably. These weren't even good enough to make my list. That's why I'm better than you. Deal with it. Oh God. Oh, uh, Dynasty Warriors, the series. Oh, wow. Uh, Again, another one. Four fight, yep. I know, I know. <laughs> and then uh, the two that weren't mentioned by you guys, actually. The Armored Core series on PS2. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Giant mech combat, right. kick-ass stuff. If you like Gundam, any of the stuff like that, uh, go check out the Armored Core series sometime. And the two, both of the Castlevania games on PS2, actually. Mm. Uh, Castlevania Lament of Innocence and Castlevania. Castlevania, um, I think, no, not Harmony of Despair. That's one of the other ones, I think. Maybe that is this one. I was expecting you to bring that up, actually. That's surprising. Um, they're good, but they're not like amazing. They don't stand out more than uh, like Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver Two. They're really fun games if you like uh, action RPGs with a Castlevania skin thrown over it. Check them out; they're fun. Jay, you got any honorable mentions? Actually, no. My list is I had like I started with twelve, but I mean. Uh, those are the ones that I want to talk about. Those are the ten that I put on my list. I'm the good. only the only one I'll throw out is DOA two. It was a DOA. Yeah. Boobs. It's <laughs> it's it's a it's an okay fighter, but it was a launch game, and it really did an awesome job of showcasing the PS2 graphics. Um. And then, and and you know it was a pretty good it was a pretty good fighting game itself, but the, mostly just the graphics were really awesome. There's probably Ooh. another dozen games I could talk about, honestly, like uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner 2, Raido Kuzunoha vs. King Abaddon, fun RPG game in the Shin Megami Tensei series. You summon a bunch of monsters to fight for you. They have penis monsters that ride chariots. Uh, <laughs> crazy stuff. Sold. Sounds like uh, that kind of party. romancing saga that I want to play through sometime. I've played some of it. It's got great art style. Really good game. Um, I could wander into my closet and find another six games at least. Go ahead. Uh, Along really? with got plenty of time. You know what I mean? No, I, we've gone long enough. <laughs> yeah, PS2 Robert. was a great system. Too many good it games. It was a great it. system. It was a uh, really good. I think it's comparable uh, to SNES in all honesty. Like in I think so number too, yeah. of good titles. I think it's the closest thing. Probably, like closest yeah. I agree. Overall titles. Which I, I feel really play, weird uh, saying that. Did you ever play the Dot .hack series? Yeah. How is that? Is that any good? It's okay. I, I'm I not a fan because they're really short, or at least from what I remember, and there wasn't enough content in it. 
But I was talking to somebody else that has played through them recently, and she was like, no, the games are like 20 hours long. If you really like the series, you'll really like the games. That that I the story tie in I think to Dot Hack. Oh oh, I got you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like, wait, am I wrong here? And then I'm like, no. no. The reason I uh, didn't like it when it first came out is because they were short-ish games. They were shorter than your usual RPG. They weren't like 30, 40, 50 hour epics each individually. They were like 20 hours, give or take, maybe uh like 15 to 20 hours, and. They were advertised as like a series of four games that were telling one story. And I was like, yeah, this sucks. There's no way I'm spending 60 bucks four times over just to get the whole story. Yeah. And that always turned me off from it. A lot of my friends played them. I, they were okay. Like, like I said, if you, if you like the story, you'll really like the games because that tie in. But other than that, they just, the gameplay was, was okay. It wasn't anything that wowed me. Yeah. Yeah. All right cool. then. Good list. Good games. Um, got no emails. We have no emails. No emails. Is that now? Cool. I got some spam ones. Cool. He says cool. Listen to this guy. 32 cool. hour stream. <laughs> Let's do, okay, real quick. I think we. 50 hour stream. <laughs> um, so I realized that we should change off topic happy endings to just talking real quick if we want to about any non-classic games that we've been playing. Not in-depth, but just real quick mention, just yeah. so we can get an idea of what everybody's playing. Because basically what I've, what we kind of have gotten into the pattern of is at the beginning of the podcast, that's when we're like, you know, how's your week been? Jay? Blake? Did you have an awesome weekend? And then we'll kind of talk about just, that's where we talk about sort of off-topic stuff. That's sort of naturally how it's, how it's come. And, uh, and what we've sort of been doing really is for the off-topic happy ending, been saying, oh yeah, I've been playing this or that. So, instead of off-topic happy endings, let's do like, uh, from now on, we'll try doing it where it's like we just talk about, uh, non-classic games that we've been playing the recently. Current gaming podcast? <laughs> how about, uh, how about the, how about modern, uh. Kill yourself. Modern. Nope. Oh. Modern. Minute? Family. No. Alright, so what have you guys been playing? <laughs> well put. Jay, you been playing anything? Um, I am excited for BlizzCon and all the stuff that's coming out with Blizzard, actually. That's, that's mostly been my focus right now. Like, you um, just ignored everything I said about the off-topic happy ending. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was gonna say, well, well, I mean, it kinda ties in. I mean, what? No, I'm just joking, I don't care, go ahead. Oh, okay, I was like, I, I, well, I don't know what you meant, like, like do you, I mean obviously I've been playing talk about whatever you want to talk about whatever anyways you fucking jackass <laughs> um, I'm very excited for the stuff that's going to come out of BlizzCon and very excited for the WoW expansion that's primarily what I've been doing lately Sweet yeah. Uh I've been playing The Wolf Among Us It's really good You play a lot of games you know that I do You play um, like a lot of video games It's not as good as The Walking Dead but this is this is made by Telltale. It's that same kind of uh, Walking Dead game type game where it's uh, you kind of make decisions as you go, and it tells it, and the story changes. It's just a, it's just a story that you're going through basically. There's a little bit of point and clicky aspects to it, but it's mostly just story focused, and you deciding like what you're gonna have your character do, and then the story evolves from there. It's not as good as The Walking Dead, but that would be a tall order anyways. It's really a good game. Cool. Neat. Yep. We all know what Blake's been doing. 
I've been playing so yeah. many fucking games. You have no idea. Talk about the main one. Um, Bayonetta 2. Or, okay, that one too. <laughs> I played the crap out of Bayonetta 2. Um, I still want to put a bunch more time into it. I haven't finished everything. I've done most of the unlocks in the game. I need to play through at the highest difficulty. I need to finish all of the challenge levels at the end of the game. Um, and then, I don't know, there's probably other stuff that I can't even remember right now. Uh, Bayonetta 2, it's a small step down from Bayonetta 1. But if you like Bayonetta 1 at all, Bayonetta 2 is still a must play. If you have a Wii U, go grab it. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I have 25 hours into it right now. I played it a little <laughs> <Yeah>, bit. yesterday. <laughs> I played it after my nap. I put 20 hours into the game on stream oh, yesterday slash today. And then after I woke up from a three hour nap, I put in a couple more hours before the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Risk of Rain. The expansion came out. I guess the big one that I want to talk about uh, right now, I swear there's another game I'm forgetting, but, uh, the big one is Lords of the Fallen. Uh, the short answer for that game, do not fucking touch that game on PC. It's a steaming pile of crap. Lord's it is one of the most buggy, mis-fucking-programmed games I've had the misfortune of buying. Apparently, the console release is okay. It doesn't crash your entire computer sometimes. Let me put it this way. It crashed <laughs> my computer so hard that I had to turn – I had to unplug the power cord from my computer <laughs> – Oh, and flip the, the power switch on the back that's to get my thing? computer to turn back on. Yeah, yes, a... that is how hard it fucked up my machine. How is that even possible? I don't even want to know. I'm trying to figure that out. Know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, what else about it? It it just crashes all the time. Uh, it doesn't have a good auto save feature. So when it crashes, like if you haven't touched a save crystal in a long time, you're losing your entire progress, which is uh, a fairly outdated system to have, especially for a game like that, which is so heavily copying the Dark Souls uh, style. Dark Souls doesn't fall prey to that. They're actually intelligent about the way that they design their mm -hmm. game. And the gameplay itself for Lords of the Fallen, even if you do want to buy it on console, the gameplay is m mediocre at best. It's just okay. It's not even, it's not worth $50. It's not worth $60. Uh, screw you, Lords of the Fallen. Hmm. Got him. Hmm. <laughs> um, I want to hear a little bit more about, uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth real quick. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I don't know if I talked about it earlier. I'm running on three hours of sleep, so I don't remember much. You didn't, uh, you didn't I have really the quickly. world firsts. I have two world yeah, firsts. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. Okay. Uh, I am working on getting all the unlocks right now, and it's, well, how, is, how is it? It's good. It uh, overall, I'd say, definitely say it's an improvement over Wrath of the Lamb. I don't like some really? of the things that they change. Uh, I'd say that the game, the enemies overall are harder, but you're more consistently able to get to a uh strength where you're actually uh, strong enough to finish the game instead of oh i'm either super duper carried or i'm there's no way i can win this run it's you're almost always much closer to the middle of that really so which is great i think that's a great design for the game compared to the old crap of wrath of lamb where you'd have an entire run of just absolutely nothing so a little bit better than that yeah um the music is okay it's no Danny B. And I mean, it's not the music that some of us have like 3,000 hours listening to, shit like that. Um, it's good, but it's not as good as the old music. The art style 
it's just different. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different, and I'm okay with that. Uh, there are some bugs in the game, some game-breaking things, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like, there's this one item that when enemies touch you, they turn into poop. And then there's yeah. this one boss where you have to kill three enemies that he spawns before you can damage the boss himself. And if one of those enemies touches you and turns into poop, it doesn't count as you killing that enemy. So you can't win. Your game is locked up. Well, that sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Jay. I get it. Thanks. All sounds good. Um, real quick, I'm oh, just going to... Oh, th- Jay. Uh, Hi. W-O-D? Wad? Wad. Yeah, what about? I was You're just talking about... You're not going to talk about Wad? I just did. I said I'm excited yeah. for the WoW expansion, yeah. Well, I thought you might want to say more than that, though. Like, It's, it's really just, exciting. I don't know. I, I'm it's really like, exciting. Well, it's it's weird because like they, I stopped playing WoW for a couple of years. Um, I like as people know, like I semi played uh, WoW professionally, and I thought that they were kind of going downhill with it. But recently, like they, they it's crazy. They fired like a good portion of their staff um, really? in the last couple of years. Yeah, because they were gonna they were gonna let WoW die, and then they because they were gonna do Titan right, but then they canceled <laughs> Titan. They brought back their whole staff, and now they're trying to make WoW this big thing. They're gonna push it as an esport in WoW. And it's really exciting. The game is really good. The balance is great. Um, they have it set up so that if you're playing casually, which is a bad word, um, you can still do a lot of stuff and see a lot of the content. I played everything up until the expansion, like that's what's available now. Encounters were really, really cool. The storyline's amazing. Graphics are getting better and better. They have the best MMO on the market, without a doubt. I've played now, ev- almost every MMO on the market now. Hasn't and, the design of the game for a long time been letting the, quote, casuals see the content? Yeah, that's what it kind of was, but now they've kind of added... They, they're adding aspects to it that, yes, they allow casuals to see it, but at the same time, there is difficulties that you can do to um, to achieve certain things. And overall, I mean, the at, toward the end of the expansion, obviously the content is stale and it's very easy and people are pugging it and doing it with their eyes closed and stuff. But um, when the content is fresh and new, it's it's well done. And um, I've looked at a lot of the stuff that's coming out with the expansion next week. It, it just looks great. I mean, they they everything that I hated about what the game had become, they fixed. And it's crazy. They did the stat crunch, which was mo- the most frustrating thing to me was I came back to WoW and I used to have 50,000 health, and I would hit for a couple thousand, and yada, yada, yada. Now I come back, and it was, I had uh, half a million health, and I'm hitting for six damage. I was thought that was so damage. stupid. It was so stupid. It, it was like, escalated wow, way f- too much. Yeah, I don't know how like, they let that happen. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed, like, what am I supposed to assume here? Like, am I doing damage? Like, I, I don't know. But they recently did fix it, and there's a bunch of other small things That's that really good. bug me about the game. And I, it, I do remember hearing someone really mention that now, too, which is great. Yeah, I'm very happy. I think they're doing a great job. I think they're going in the right direction. And I'm actually really happy with Blizzard as as a company right now. Like, I've been very kind of on the ice with them because of StarCraft and what's going on with Hearthstone. And wow, What's it seems like they're really starting to Hearthstone. What'd you say? Well, there was some stuff. with You obviously know some of the, the turmoil with StarCraft and Blizzard and eSports. Well, what? They what are fixing a lot of that. Well, well like the fact that they really weren't supporting it. That they really didn't give a shit. That that it was like StarCraft. They were kind of like, yeah, we'll do the minimal amount of stuff. Sport on its own instead of yeah, yeah, exactly. And and with Hearthstone, they are going balls deep. They are making this game the biggest TGC that's going to be on the market. It's going to be out for Android in December. Just got announced. 
Um, it's like what they're doing for at BlizzCon and the amount of money that they're investing, and they are just doing so much cool shit with it. It just seems like Blizzard actually cares now, whereas before they were like, yeah, we made these great games, and we're just kind of riding the wave in terms of esports. We really don't care because our game is already selling crazy amounts. Blake, did you see the number of sales for WoW, by the way, that got released no. recently? The lowest it ever dipped was like 6.5 million. Oh, and yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I thought it was somewhere around like the three to four. And no, it's back, at, it's at seven million was like the lowest they ever got to. Yeah, it's been spiking. Well, not spiking up, but it's been curving back up a little bit. Yeah, so I, I just, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm very happy with what Blizzard's doing. And I've talked to a lot of people who are working, um, in, with Blizzard and stuff. And it just really seems like they actually genuinely care. Even if it is just a business sense of we want to make money off this, that's perfectly fine to me as long as you are putting your foot forward and, you know, kind of going that route, I guess. Just very happy overall with it. Uh, can I say one thing that probably a lot of our listeners aren't going to get if they're not involved in esports, but this just reminded me of it. Uh, Itra and LZ Gamer back on EG. What the you fuck? Oh, fuck? Yeah. yeah, we. I got a. I got some really funny emails about that. Actually, there were some really funny gifts and memes going around about that. Really funny shit. I don't even know what world I'm living in right now. I, I that's why I said I got it. The first message I got, it was like six in the morning. It was like I, I get a message. It's Robin Williams, and it says, "What year is it?" And I was like, "That." describes everything <laughs> for me like with what's going on like it's so fucking oh funny. that's yeah. too perfect yeah that's good. and what's so funny is um what is his name kong shu aka strife Robert? Crow? strife crow is like the most infamous or he's like the most famous player in hearthstone right now he's oh yeah like I think god amongst men he goes into tournaments he has no fucking like nobody knows what he's gonna do and he wins he is hilarious and i love him and it, i'm so happy to see him just doing so well Nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Cool. I bought Fear the other, the other day. Did you? Uh, let me know what you think of it. It was on sale for like two bucks. Cool. Nice. Uh, ClassicGamingPodcast.com is our website. Mail. Okay. Th- look, this. I just came up with this idea five minutes ago. Whoever sends us the best email, let's say in the next two weeks... Or in the next two episodes after this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a key to for uh, a Steam key for Gunpoint and Risk of Rain. I'm down. I'll even throw into that if we get if I feel like if, if somebody sends us a detailed email with their top three, I am fine with. No, no, no I don't even mean top three. Like I mean, just a fucking off the wall amazing email that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's I'm either so like an that. awesome story or just something fucking crazy like that doesn't like anything hilarious that just like makes us. Like, laugh uncontrollably, or just some, like, crazy ass, like, I don't care. I don't care if it's real or fake, or if it even makes sense. <laughs> Whoever sends us the email that we deem to don't be Don't you the, dare the copy a Reddit email, post to us, by the way. I will. Yeah. I'll give, I'll, I'm gonna give you a key for gunpoint, a key for risk of rain, and if it's really, really amazing, then I'll, I've got plenty of other keys, I'll give you another key for something else too. Okay? Does that sound like a good idea? You guys? Yeah. All right, so just send yeah. us, because we need more emails, and basically we're going to definitely bribe people to send them to us, and that's fine with me. If i got to bribe, i got things I can bribe you with. They're called Steam Keys. Send us, <laughs> send us the best email you can think of. I prefer a true story that actually happened that's very hilarious. Those are the best. But send us whatever. Okay? Sounds okay. good to me. All right. 
Mail us. I guess I can tell you what our email address is too if you want to do that. Mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. And our Twitter is at classgamescast. Is that, I think, I think there's something I'm leaving out. Um, oh, oh, leave us reviews on iTunes. Right? Right. We need some good more. Ones. You can be honest. It doesn't have to be five stars, just good ones. <laughs> it doesn't have to be five Fuck stars. you guys. There you go. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. Cool. And, uh, let's wrap this up. I gotta pee again. Alright, see you guys. Blake, <sighs> Jay, have an awesome time at BlizzCon. Blake's not going? Yeah, um, what are you talking about? I said, Jay, I said Blake, I mean Jay. Oh, I thought he said Blake and Jay. Yeah, he said time. Blake. How much of a bet he was holding up his middle finger to your face on his screen? He was like, Blake and Jay, fuck you, Blake. Have fun at BlizzCon. <laughs> Jay, you have fun at BlizzCon. Thank you, I will. Blake, you have fun. Do uh, I you will not. You be you. I'll have fun also. All right, cool. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. I'm going to pee.